This episode of the Link Up Podcast is brought to you by Moody & Co. CBD is everywhere these days, from supplement and nutrition stores to gas station displays. With so many options, how can anyone make sense of what to buy, how to properly dose, or trust in the quality and purity of the products? Luckily, our friends at Moody & Co. have all your bases covered. Moody & Co.'s products started their life, hand-grown, and cultivated following strict organic growing practices in the fertile soil of the West Tennessee Delta. Each hemp plant was hand-planted on their family-operated farm, fed only high-quality organic nutrients, and finished their life free of any toxic pesticides and sprays. Moody & Co.'s world-class extraction and manufacturing partners are FDA-grade and CGMP compliant, so you can be sure each and every product is of the highest quality. What about potency and purity? Each of Moody & Co.'s products is third-party, lab-tested before and after the manufacturing process, and the tests are available for you right on their website. Their website is www.moodyand.co. I'll spell that for you. That's www.moodyand.co. How about that for transparency? Dosing instructions are on each bottle and their tinctures feature graduated droppers so you can be sure you are taking exactly what you need. With all the uncertainty about what goes into the products that go into you, you can rest easy with Moody & Co. CBD. Available at www.moodyand.co or on the shelf in Memphis and Oxford, Mississippi locations of Nail Bar & Co. Once again, I'll spell that website for you. It's www.moodyand.co. And now to our episode. a lot of people find the group just by seeing it on Facebook, um, like a recommended group or whatever. So they'll just try to join there. So I make everybody answer three questions to join and then I'll let them sit there until we have a list and then I'll bring them in and do that welcome post. And the welcome posts usually get a lot of traction. Everybody starts commenting on there and those are pretty powerful. It makes everybody feel good about joining the group right away. Yeah, it's a tribe or a community. I yeah. think a lot of people are seeking That's, uh, that. I, that's the thing I'm most proud of. I mean, I think we talked about this last time I was on here, but like the thing I'm still the most proud of is the the movement and the community behind the brand. Like if I go in that Facebook group and just see what everybody's talking about and just see what people are doing with that group and how much they support each other, they support the brand. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's, it's, man, I, like I told you uh, over DMS a couple of weeks ago, I actually, I saw somebody at our, the gym that Tony and I go to, I uh, had one of your shirts on and uh, man, I, I should have gotten the picture like you told me to, man. But if I ever see him again, slacking. Well, I didn't, I didn't even think about yeah. it, man. And then Andrew was like, no, I mean, that's called seeing it in the wild or something like that. Right. Especially from Memphis. Yeah. I know. Right. I was like, damn. And I was like, my bad dog. I let him down, man. I let him down. Yeah. Dudes, dudes in the wild is what I call it. Mm -hmm. And I've, me personally, as far as like seeing a total random stranger wearing our gear, I've only seen it once. Um, and it was in a gym in, in 
Oh, Legends, Rockwall, Texas. Legends Fit, Rockwall, Texas. We went down there for FitCon last year just to go down and check it out. We went to just this random gym off the side of the road, and there's a guy wearing one of my hats. So I went up to him, and I, I was, I mean, obviously, I'm wearing one of my shirts. So I walked up to him, and, and I was just like, hey, man, I really like your hat. And he's like, yeah, man, I like your shirt. That's like my favorite shirt from those guys. And I was like, well, I, I made I made your hat. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm I'm the owner of the company. And uh, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool moment. And then he was really excited. He's like, can we get a picture? I'm like, yeah, man, sure. That's cool as shit. <laughs> so if you see somebody, if you see somebody else rocking the dude gear, there's probably a pretty cool conversation to be had if you just go up and talk to him. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, yeah, I haven't seen the guy back. Well, maybe it probably goes a different time or whatever, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, every time I go in the gym, I always look around now every single day since that day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I try to encourage it the most I can. Like, if, if you see somebody, and then, yeah, if you want to take a picture, send it to me. I love to share that stuff, too, just because I know, like, networking is super important with not only business, but, like, your personal life. Networking is kind of the really the most important thing to, to level up these days. I mean, you got everything at your fingertips here. You can meet people online or just meeting people at events and stuff. I think just trying to get out of your comfort zone and talking to people is the most important thing. So what's new with you? Oh man, everything's crazy. <laughs> so um, I'm running three businesses. We've got the, the apparel company. Um, I bought a print shop. I don't know if I had the print shop last time we talked, but I bought a print shop so we could bring everything in house. We're printing everything in house for the brand, but you know, during the times that we're not printing for the brand, the print shop's just sitting there at idle. So we actually turned that into an LLC all on its own. So we have a print shop, we've got the brand, and then I'm doing some oil field consulting work on top of all that. Okay. So it's it's like three full-time jobs, I guess, all the time. Um, there's really no off switch, but we're... Uh, I try to like pick a word for every year just to like really run off of. And the word for 2023 is, is sacrifice. So I'm working my ass off, um, tons of hours, tons of days. Like there's no off, like I said, there's no off the clock, but 2023 is going to set us up to where moving forward, everything is, uh, in a lot better shape for all the businesses and we'll be able to start playing with more new stuff. That's you, what's up. Do you guys think you guys will, um, like, if people wanted to, like, would you become, like, a t-shirt shop for people? Like, you would make t-shirts for people also outside of your brand? Yeah. What's your shop? That's what we're, that's what we're doing with the print shop right now. So we're printing for uh, mainly local business around here. But I've had a couple people, like, through TikTok and, and Instagram reach out and wonder if I'd print shirts for them. And I'm all for it. I'll take whatever, um, you know. We've got some minimums that we want to meet just so it's not a ridiculous price for everybody. But, um, yeah, we're, we're printing for, for everybody now. I just bought a, a new print press. So we've got some – once that's done being built, we'll have some really big output for, like, big orders, like the thousands of shirt orders. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize there was such a – a big hole to be filled. I had somebody reach out to me and just ask my print shirts for an event here. And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, this is before we like really monetize the print shop. 
And so I did that. And then like word of mouth just started spreading from there. And then I realized that all the local shops around here are like eight to 12 weeks turnaround. They're extremely expensive and they have zero customer service. So just me being a normal human and doing good work and doing it at a reasonable turnaround gives me uh, the upper hand over all the print shops here right now because they're so bogged down. Yeah, I just, man, like I was using that one guy here in town and I sent him an email because he only communicates through email. He, he won't answer a text or a phone call. And um, I sent him an email like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and he replied to me. I was like, hey, man, I need to get some uh, uh, more hoodies and some more uh, T-shirts in different sizes and stuff, you know. Oh, that's my favorite ghost you're drinking, by the way, sour green apple. Uh, that one's a, um, it's the real deal. That's a, makes my mouth water. Yeah. I was like, you know, so I was talking to him and I was like, Hey, look, I need this stuff. He's like, oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Give me uh give me a couple of days. Are you, you going to bring me the t-shirts again and the hoodies or do you just want me to go and order them? I was like, no, you can go and order them and stuff. And so now he shot out to him Monday. I was like, Hey man, did you by any chance get that stuff ordered for the, for what I needed? He's like, Oh no, man, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I was like, damn bro. I was like, okay. Like, I'm trying to pay you, man. Like I'm trying to, I need you to make yeah. this shit for me. Like shit, I'll get you to make it for me. <laughs> I mean, I'll ship, I'll ship nationwide. I got really good shipping rates. Yeah. I'll hit you but up. I'll, I think, I'll so I think since, uh, since 2020 customer services died with everybody. Um, and that's a fact, like people don't need customer service anymore because human interaction just stopped. And unfortunately it hasn't come back. Like I, I really was optimistic that, 2020 was going to, you know, get the whole country back together. And I guess I was just living a fairy tale I- idea there because it didn't happen. It, I mean, it got worse, but now like you see stuff like that, like customer service is just dead. And so I try to, I mean, I, I always want to be like the human on the other end. I don't want it to be like automated for everybody um, in any of my business. Like I want it to be, I want their relationship to be there and, I would love to see that become kind of the end thing, kind of trending, I guess. But yeah, it's it's a crazy world to live in right now. There's just no no manners. There's no customer service. I you gonna say something, Like I don't. I wonder why that's become the norm. Because like, if I'm spending money. You know, I'm saying because I'm, because I'm buying something from you that you have to give me the best customer service. You know, if you're busy, you're busy. You know, you hey man, look, I'm really busy right now. Just tell me that, and I'll okay. I'll try to find somebody else. But like, I wonder if it's ever going to come back. Like, I would rather have somebody be like have a good relationship with me that I'm spending money with than just as a transaction. You know? Yeah, I I would like to think it would come back. I just. uh I think we just got this weird disconnect, like a two year disconnect where people just decided they didn't want to deal with, uh, deal with people. And then you got everybody, you know, everybody's broke, everybody's broke, everything's expensive, but there's like, nobody can keep workers. So it's like this crazy dynamic that we live in. Um, and I think a lot of that customer service is people are just so busy with what they're doing and they don't have enough help that they just literally don't have the bandwidth to pull it off. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now that's one thing I was always, I'm always thinking about too, is like with, you know, how everything's getting more and more expensive and all, how all the places are having employee shortages and stuff like that. I don't know if all, but you know, a lot of places like if the people don't have jobs to pay for stuff, how are they getting by? 
Because, like, to me, like, the grocery store is expensive as fuck. Yeah, man. And I don't have the answer to that. I don't know how really a, a lot of people are surviving. Um, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, because we have a pizza place here in Memphis called Memphis Pizza Cafe, and they don't even open Monday. It's Monday and Tuesday, I think. But I know for a fact it's Monday. And, like, they um, they just don't have the staff. So the people they do have, yeah, they just keep on those four day, uh, five days, you know. like, But that's, like, huge, man. Like, because before, that was never an issue. Yeah. I don't know. People need yeah, to come back to work, I think. Shortages, something wild. I think so, too. I don't know how people are just staying away from work. Um, you know, I got laid off in 2020 from that, this oil stuff and I couldn't stand to just sit at home. Like I, I couldn't stand to not be doing something. So that's like what led to the start of this brand and, and really everything we're doing now was me getting laid off. But, um, I mean, if people are still at home right now, it's cause they, I, they want to be, I guess not because they have to be. Do you think they're doing alternative things than the traditional jobs possibly? Kind of like what you did. You I mean, pivoted. it could be possible. I, yeah. I mean, I see a lot of, uh, like this new stuff, like the DoorDash and, um, Uber Eats and all this stuff. People, uh, what, I can't remember what else they call it, but picking up your groceries and doing all that stuff. I think people are doing that as like a side, a lot of people are doing that as a side hustle. A lot more people than I thought were, were doing that. Um, I know a couple of people personally that are doing that and they're making pretty good money off of it. So I think there's like a bunch of little things you could probably patch together to make a living. But I mean, I support it. That's, that's a hustle right there. That's, that's the definition of hustling when you're patching together a whole bunch of little things to make it, make it happen. Sometimes I wonder too, about going to the back to the customer service issue is that there is a shortage and sometimes that the people that are in those positions know that they're not expendable. Yeah. And so they, uh, can just kind of get away with lesser quality of work than before and not yeah, saying I that's a good a thing, but that, assumption. that might just be, you know, the reality that we're living in. Cause we, I have a guy where we work with man and, and he, <laughs> it's not who you're thinking about, but he, Uh-oh. he's just terrible, but they won't get rid of him because the little amount he does do because like valuable? they also say like, if they do get rid of him, they may not backfill that position. And so that's, I think a lot mm-hmm. of these companies are worried about that, that if you get eliminate somebody, they're like, no, we just don't need that person. But technically, you do need another body. You don't want to overload your employees oh, you know, so they, that are currently there if so, you take care of, take away someone else. So they would just eliminate the position if they got rid of the person? More than likely. Oh, no. I mean, because a, a lot of people are looking to save money, and that's a way to save money. I think one crazy thing about the workforce is, like, like the better you are as an employee, the more responsibility you get. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. Yeah. That that's actually happened to me right now. I'm like, they're transitioning me from C store in the beer business to on premise, which is the bars and stuff. And they like, we have to make this move because we're taking a hit, you know, in some of the bars and stuff like that downtown. And I was like, well, why me? Like, I'm, I'm really good over here. Like, you know, I'm doing a really good job for you guys. Like, because we know you can go over there and make a difference for us right away. I'm like, so because I'm good is I'm getting punished or something. They say it's not a punishment. It's like a promotion. No, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah make sure make sure you get a promotion on the monetary side too. exactly <laughs> well they've made me some they've made me some very good um guarantees you know and the people that made the guarantees 
are the ones that are in charge and they were all together when they were agreeing on all this when I was sitting with them. So like they're not going to re- they're not going to go against it now or whatever it's called or renege on it or whatever. So I am happy on that part. So what made you go back to the oil field? I really want to get into commercial development. Uh, um, right now, like for us to get into this building here, it was pretty difficult to just find a building. Once this one came up on the market, like we hopped into it right away. Now I'm leasing this building, but anytime something like shows up on the market, it's just gone. So like business, the contractor side of business is booming right now, still here in Helena. Um, and that's what we have here is just, we got a 3000 square foot shop, but we've got like the office here. And then we've got another room out here. We've got a kitchen, a bathroom. So, I mean, a contractor could have all his equipment in here and live here if you wanted to. And buildings like this, just they're really hard to get your hands on. So I want to just fill that hole too. I want to build like 12 of these things and have them all in one area. So I can just have like every contractor in town hit me up wanting shop space. Mm. So with that oil consulting, I basically get disposable cash. And how often are you doing that? It's not tied to... Uh, so I do that two weeks out of the month. Okay. I travel two weeks out of the month. Yeah. Um, I was hoping it wouldn't be fully consuming, but while I'm traveling, I'm pretty, pretty consumed. My wife has actually quit her job. She was a dental hygienist for 14 years. Um, she just finally, this last week was her first week where she's working full time here in the print shop warehouse. That's really impressive what you've done, ma'am. In such a short time, too. It's three, just, uh, three years. Persistence. Yeah. Did you have any yeah, business mindset before? You know, I've always just been an employee. Um, I've been in the oil field since I was 19. And so I always worked hard. Like, I had the blue-collar work ethic. And I always want to be, like, the best in my position. Um, but I never had any real, like, dreams or aspirations to be on my own. I always had a good paycheck. Um, as far as like my family goes, all we ever knew was me being on the road. So like that was comfortable. But when I got laid off, that's kind of where the shift happened. And, uh, 2020 was a great time to see it because there's a lot of e-com brands that were starting to pop off in 2020. Everything else is dying, but e-com brands, cause everybody's online, we're starting to pop off. So I was like, you know what? Like maybe this is, this is where I need to be. Um, and now I won't turn back. Like I'll, I'll never be an employee for somebody else again. Um, this oil stuff I'm, I'm, it's consulting. I mean, I'm technically working for a company, but it's a consulting gig, but I will never, I will never be like a W2 employee again. I mean, I wish I can say that shit. I'll probably be working for somebody for the rest of my life. You could do it. Well, one way to look at it. And I, I can't remember, uh, you know, my buddy told me this and I don't know where he heard it from. It was some other podcast, but basically your nine to five is somebody else's passive income. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. you breaking your back for somebody else, you breaking your back for somebody else makes it so they've got passive income. So, I mean, you can do it. You just got to find the, the trick to finding a successful business is finding pain, whatever that is, find something you're good at but that's causing somebody else pain that you can fix. And if you can fix and take away somebody's pain, you'll have a successful business and you'll have a successful business fast. 
I remember seeing this thing on my buddy's refrigerator, and this is like 2005, 2006. It said, those without goals work for those who do. And yeah. that always that's stuck simple. with me, man. I'm like, fuck, that's so true. Well, I'm not saying you don't have goals. That's another thing, too. You, They say you should work your 9 to 5 or 8 to 5, whatever it is, and then 5 to 9 or 5 to 12, whatever your off time is, work on something for yourself. Because there's a lot of time that we waste so, doing some bullshit. Yeah. Like the traditional eight to five, you know, you've got a lot of time off. Um, when I'm doing this consulting stuff, it's 12 to 18 hours a day while I'm out there. So a regular traditional eight to five, you've got plenty of time to sleep. You got plenty of time to go to the gym and you got plenty of time for family and to work on something like you got all this time. Like your eight to five is just a third of the day. So you still have a full third that you can sleep and then another third that you can just blend all that stuff in, you know, break that up into little slots. Like, Hey, I'm going to work on my, my dream, my business, whatever, for two hours, I'm going to hit the gym for two hours. I'm going to be completely present for my wife and my kids for two hours. Like you can, you can divvy it up with a regular eight to five. So I, I think if somebody wants more than just the regular eight to five, like you can make time for it for sure without great sacrifice. Now that's a slow game. That's going to be the slow game for sure. Like if you want to have a business and make something of it, I'm not saying that there's a really a fast track, but if you want to go faster, you got to be all in and it's got to just pretty well consume you the balance the work-life balance doesn't really exist. Like we take trips or like I hang out with my family as much as I can. Um, they're here a lot. Like they're here at the warehouse a lot. Um, we try to do fun stuff, but I am consumed by business. Because you have an end goal. Yeah. I know that like all this uh, just being devoured right now is temporary. I know that like, as we continue to level up, in business, like there'll be different levels of, of being devoured, but me like being so hands-on, you know, like I'm, I'm still printing all the shirts. Um, my wife's doing fulfillment. We're doing everything in house just, just as a family right now, but it'll get more to like different levels of being consumed that aren't me physically putting my hand on everything we're doing, which will allow for more freedom. How difficult was the screen printing process to learn and coming from not doing it ever before? You know, I, when I first started, I bought a whole bunch of shirts just knowing I was going to fuck everything up Mm -hmm. and I just started playing with it. And by the time I started having successful prints, I'd only fucked up like three shirts. Oh, that's legit. So, I mean, I'm not saying they're perfect, but like they were shirts you could wear and somebody's not going to point out like, Hey, that's crooked or you missed a spot and like they were good. So, um, it's definitely a repetitive thing. The more you do, the more like second nature it is. Um, so I was comfortable selling the shirts after just a couple weeks of like solid repetition. And then I turned all those other shirts into rags. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, one thing I do, we do the fly in events. I host events here where people fly in, we do an open gym. It's kind of what we've done in the past is like a one day open gym with like the night before we all go to dinner and hang out and just kind of 
get to know each other. And we get people from all over the country that do that, which is super, that's super rad. But then towards the end of the event, I'll take everybody over to the print shop side and everybody gets to print their own shirt from the event. So like I'll design a shirt for the event and then they have to print their own shirt and they get to appreciate really fast, like what it takes to print a shirt because they, all their shirts are pretty well fucked up. Um, you know, it's, it's not for me, you know, it's so repetitive. I've done it so much. It, it looks really easy, but for somebody that's the first time they've done it, it's, it's very awkward. So I have a lot of fun with that part of the event, just, you know, kind of coaching and, and watching them get all frustrated over the screen printing process. Yeah. When is the next flying event? Father's day weekend. We're going to do, I'm changing the format. We're going to do like an all out VIP dude that lifts retreat. Um, I'm going to shift it from being weightlifting focused. to I want to try to attract people that want to hustle and want to start their own business that want to do more like just it's going to be more of like a hustler a hustler retreat is what i'm looking for but i've got um dan holguin roster runner i don't know if you guys follow him on instagram he's like a really cool uh, just a unique dude he's going to come speak at the event but we're going to do a full weekend where we're going to just pack it full of like different activities to where we can network and then try to do like some mastermind stuff when is Father's Day weekend? And then June seventeenth or something like that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that weekend. So it's going to be the fifteenth through seventeenth. I haven't started promoting it yet. Hmm. You gonna go out there? I'll be on my family trip. Uh, well, I mean, if you really wanted to do business, you say fuck your family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, no. uh, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say it just like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look what happened. Was what happened was. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But what I mean, would the what, next one be? How often, or you, how often do you plan on doing them? Or how often do you do? So these? I did two. I did. I did two in twenty twenty one, or no, two in twenty twenty two. I think is what we did, and uh, it seemed like a little too much. So I, th- I think I'm gonna do. Either once once a year, those two I did were only like four months apart. I mean, they're going to do once a year. I'm going to do once uh, every six months, but I'll do one in the summer and then one in the winter. So that way people can come here and we'll take advantage of winter and probably go do something like nasty outside, like an exposure hike or something that puts you like really outside of your comfort zone. So that's what in June here, it's really comfortable. So I got to try to figure out something that's going to put everybody outside of their comfort zone because I want that to be a part of the experience, something that they would never do at home. We're going to do here. And during the winter, that's easy. Like we just go out there in our shorts and we go hike up a mountain when it's like five below zero and freeze our ass off. But we do it because we're going to do it. But during the summer, it's going to look a little different. So it's probably gonna be like a midnight hike or something something in the dark. So everybody's like on edge because you don't know if that's a, a deer or a mountain lion that you just heard walking <laughs> behind you. And, uh, I just want like absolute, like, like a team building networking event. We just did a retreat last weekend. Um, and we went hiking and camped and stuff like that. I haven't camped since I was like, when we used to go to Spring River a long time ago, when I was like, I think like 22, 23 years old. It was fun. I caught a fish, my first fish ever. Hell yeah. 
What was the uh, what was the intent behind the retreat? Um, it's like a men's wellness retreat. Just okay. chill, you know, have a talk, bonfire kind of style. It was fun. Yeah. How, how'd you feel? How'd you feel when you left? I feel good. Um, it's been a long weekend since I've done something like that. I mean, it's been a long time since I've done something like that. We're just, you know, listening to everybody talk, stories. But... And it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Why you look? Why, why are you holding back? I mean, it sounds like you're not being. Like, I am being up front. I am being up front. I enjoyed it. I really did. Did you enjoy it? I went for you and Brad. That didn't. I even told everybody that. Oh, that's right. You did it when we were all talking, sitting there talking. Yeah. But I mean, it was fun. What did you get out of the retreat? What do you mean? <laughs> did I stutter? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, ask me again. Ask me like slowly. So, what did. Oh, oh, I got it. <laughs> I mean, God bless. Fuck man. you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, so part, some of it was like, you know, they, we were sitting there talking and nobody was really saying anything. So then I was like talking. And then when we were all sitting there for a little while and uh, I was just trying to figure out like how I can be like how I am at work, you know, and people had positive things to say, like at work, I'm like really, really good, you know. But then at personal life, like I have issues with just having simple, normal conversations with people like, you know, like with Tony or Brad or Nick or whoever it is. But like and so people were like, well, you know, maybe you should. I, fi- I forget some of the stuff they said, because it's all in text message, too. But then, you know, Tony was also Tony said something about that, you know, <clears throat> I would give my work more than I would give myself and stuff like that. But so I learned that I also that I also need to stop letting some certain friends of mine uh what's the word enable not enable uh take advantage of me because they absolutely do nothing for me but they all the time they need something from me they don't hesitate to call so so did that stick yeah uh like everything you just said there did that stick like yeah you, uh one of my friends take, take action from that yeah, I, I, I've, I, so t- uh, Tony asked me, he actually asked me that, what was it, yes, two days ago, something like that? And he said, uh, did you take anything from that, what we were talking about, but your friends using you? And I said, I did. I have not talked to him or texted him. I'm just not going to, I'm just going to ignore him for like months, probably. And he said, no, you need to tell them how you feel, how they're treating you. That's what, that's what I would do is what he said. I was like, that's good too. So next time they text me or call me, I'm gonna make sure to bring it up to them, which is probably really soon because it's about to be festival season and stuff around Memphis. Well, I feel like, so there's a, Oh, go ahead, Andrew. What were you about to say? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. (laughs) So the longer you hold on to something and just try to avoid it, um, like the worse it gets. So like anxiety or like that crippling feeling you get when you're thinking like, I got to break up with this friend, right? Like that'll, that will bring you down and you'll never be able to like, you won't be able to just ignore it. Like it's going to continually like bring your heart. It's going to bring your mind down. Like just like this dread, that dread you feel. But the second you actually call him and say, Hey, like, this is how I feel. This is what's going on. If, if this doesn't change, like I'm washing my hands the second you do that, the amount of relief and like that, the butterflies and the good feeling you'll get just from washing your hands is incredible. Like, and I can speak that firsthand. I used to hold on to that stuff like in everything. And I've just gotten to the point now over the last couple of years where 
I don't hold anything back. Like I try to have conversations with anybody. If anything's bothering me, you need to talk about it as soon as possible. Otherwise it like blows up into something that it never should have blown up into. But um, if something's making you feel good, communicate that. Like if you're having any emotion, like you need to communicate it the best you can to whoever you're sharing that emotion with. And it'll just leave you like completely free. Like it takes, it takes all that dread, all that weird feeling, like all that, all that shit just goes away just by having conversation, free conversation um, about exactly how you feel. I would agree with that. No, I'm going to, I saw that they were out of town right now and uh, I'm going to hit them up when they get back in town. I'll probably just go by his house because part, part of, part of my route is right there on Monday anyway, by his house. I'll just swing by there. And talk to All right, dude. So it. I want you. I want you to drop me a DM Monday night. Tell me I will. I will. I swear. I swear. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, there's no point of uh, holding on to poison, you know, because like this person may not even realize they're doing this to you. Yeah, because you know it, it's been I've, as long as I've known them. It you know it's always been like this, and I never really saw saw it as like anything bad either. Until pe- everyone was like, "No, that's not the way this is supposed to work." Like, what does he provide for you? Like, or whatever, you know, and I'm like, uh, every time I ask him for something, he always says he can't do it or no or this. And so, you know, maybe you need to tell him this is what's going on. And then if you can't accommodate and you just need to go separate direction. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I, I know it's easier said than done, especially like when you've had somebody for a long time in your life. But um, I've just grown to realize like they can still like you can still care about them. You just don't have to invest in them anymore. Yeah. What were the other things that was brought up? Oh, you always talk about you quit on yourself. So what are you going to do with that? Oh, so I was thinking of my word of the year when we were there. <clears throat> I think Brad said, what did Brad say? Preservation or something like that? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I, I said that, well, I, you know, the day I was just thinking about it. It wasn't really brought up, but uh, my, my, my word of the year of the warrior is going to be no more. Well, that's two words, but no more. Like, no more quitting on myself about whatever I'm trying to get accomplished or, you know, like I said it at the retreat. I mean, you have like, when I go to the gym, I see, it depends what time I go. I see like super elderly people in there, like doing their thing in there, you know, like, and these are people like 80 years old and shit. And I'm like, if they can go to the gym, why, why do I was having an excuse why I can't go to the gym? Like, you know, it's, I promise it's probably so much harder for that, that man or that lady to get in the car and go up there they doing it so like that's one of, that's definitely the word of the, for my phrase for the year is that but like and that's one of the things i'm not going to quit like well with with the quitting on myself that's it it's over with because i don't want to go back backwards anymore how do you feel when you have to start again man it it, it doesn't feel good like you know you, in the moment or when you're doing it it like when you relapsing or I would say relapsing, but like, that's a bad word to use when you're going back into your old habits, it feels good because that's all excitement and fun and shit. Right. But then when you have to do that work to undo, like say four months or whatever, it's like, fuck, it, you know, it's not, a, it, <clears throat> it sucks, you know? And that's, that's where I'm at right now. The gym's going really, actually really, really good. I'm getting kind of buff. Yeah, no, no problem. That's a little muscle. Over that's here. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So like, like I said, I kind of handpicked several episodes over the last year. Um, I think it's been a little over a year since I was on here. Um, but one recurring thing that I've heard is you, you often say, I'm just getting back into the gym. 
And you say that with like all the fitness guests. And I hear that. I heard that on like five different podcasts over the last year. And I know you guys bring in a lot of fitness folks, which is really cool because I'm into that. Um, but I hear that a lot. It's like, oh, I'm, I was in the gym three times this week, just got back into it. But I heard that like five times this year. So I would like to see you say, I've been in the gym five times a week for the last six months. Like when I listen to a podcast here in a few months, I want to hear that. I want you, you to be like, okay. yeah, I'm crushing you, it. Like, you will. My consistency is there. <laughs> I love that you said that. <laughs> shut, the, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. No, not you, Andrew. <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, you know, like when we're talking about Veach, yeah, Veach, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, well, you know, when I'm killing it, you know, I'm on, when I'm on my game, blah, blah. I get it. No more. None of that. No more. I'm on it now. I'm staying on it. I haven't had any like issues, you know, with anything come up, popping up or anything like that. So, but it's still early. Yeah. I mean, it's been a month, but he said the six, six months. months. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a big difference. Man. No, no, It's like those things you see, like, you know, when you're reading like on TikTok or Instagram, like if you really want to see where you, how your life would be different, do these couple things for six months, you know, and it's true. And you can do a lot in those six months, whether it's, physical or mental or emotional, whatever it is, like it, it can, it's definitely there. Six months, like when we think of what six months on the calendar, it doesn't seem that long, but when you're actually working towards a goal for yourself for six months, not your company or whatever, but like it's the daily grind that you're going through. So those six months doesn't seem like it happened as fast as it actually happened that way. Six months when you're looking on a calendar, it looks like it's not that long. Yeah, like um, I think the common denominator and everything is us yeah so it's like you're like well why can't i do this well look at that word i it's you yeah so i mean no one's stopping you from doing anything i mean it's not like anybody's like hey Raul, come do this cocaine with me or you know come gorge on food with me it's like you have the option to say i don't want to do that and that I want the best for myself. Yeah. You know, so now the big thing is, you know, beers with the work bros after work and shit like that. You know, I'm like, dude, that's not my thing. Like, I don't ever drink during the week. It's it's rare if I do. But like, man, I'll have I'll like, you know, I went to the football game last weekend. I had two beers, you know, like I'm just working on other things. Not not just because of that. Plus, most of my friends, they don't really don't drink anymore. So, like, I don't want to be the only one that's when we go to dinner having like four beers or four, whatever, you know, and like everyone's like. Look, what the fuck, dude? Like, we just, it's, you know, we just take it easy. But like, you should want to do that for not myself, because yeah. of other people's judgment. No, I don't want to do it at all. Like, you know, I'm, you, I'm going to enjoy beers and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. But like, well, it's oh, just, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying now. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> we listen to you talk. I don't know if you listen to yourself talk. I, d I do. Obviously, I do. I can hear myself. Well, if you listen to yourself, then you would know that a lot of stuff you say is bullshit. I'm not being bullshitting. Andrew, do you want to weigh in with this on me? Like, <laughs> it just seems like I you think, say what yeah. you think people want to hear. No, not true. Well, well, I think you're, I think you're a fucking animal, and I've seen it, and I've, I've even commented on some of your pictures. Like when you go hit the gym for even just like a month, I can see it. Like I can see your face start leaning out, and I can see like changes happening. Like if you would just stick with it, you would be a fucking animal in six months. You just, said your buddy's word. Your buddy's word for 2023 is perseverance. And that's one of the most powerful words in in the existence of, you know, the English language. That's just doing shit repetitively when you don't want to over and over and over again. Um, the way I look at it, like the gym, 
I don't know how far the gym is from your house or from your, your work or whatever, but like if you work out an hour and you spend a half hour getting there and a half hour going home, that's, that's just 8% of your day. So like committing to that is, is nothing. Now, um, the gym's the easy part, in my opinion, it's the, the outside of the gym behavior that's more difficult, but from everything you just said there, like you want to make change but like some of the people you're hanging out with, like they want to go out beers and they want to do this. One thing about like growth and doing better is you're going to outgrow a lot of these people and being around them. And we kind of talked about this earlier, but being around them is going to bring you down. Um, they're like, they're at their peak. You're not going to elevate them anymore. Like their peak is going out to have beers after work every day and doing whatever they're going to do. Like that is their, that is where they're going to go. But you, have the opportunity to go like much greater and you're going to have to leave those guys behind. Like I, it sucks. It really does like losing some of these people. But, uh, one thing like very specifically, just uh, it was like six months ago around Christmas time, I was talking to a friend of mine and just talking about like crazy business ideas and Airbnb, this and this and that. And everything I said, he had like some way of like, Oh, that won't work because of this, this wouldn't work because of that. And like, while having this conversation, I realized that you can't have big conversations with small minded people. Mm. And that that's just where it was. I, I realized right then and there, like I had to end the conversation because it was going nowhere and he was never going to be able to see, like, I'm a visionary. I dream a lot and he's never gonna be able to see like through my eyes, the opportunity I can see in everything. And like, that's it. Now I'll just talk to him about more small minded shit when I talk to him. And that's just the way it's going to be. I wonder is because they see that from their POV, that they couldn't do it. Like, I can't accomplish that. So there's no way anybody else can. It's like that whole crabs in the bucket mentality. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've noticed over the last couple of years also is that you can literally monetize anything. You can there's money like out there in the sky that you can just go pluck just by like any idea you have can and will make money. Like it doesn't matter what it is. And especially the, the era we live in now with the internet. Um, I mean, I know you guys have had like some only fans guests on here and, and stuff like literally monetize anything and it's legal. It's crazy. Like if you just have a little bit of a hustle mentality, you can make money. So like just a vision, a dream, there's somebody that's going to pay for it. Well, you know, also like the, what you were saying earlier, unconventional jobs, like instead of going back to like the restaurants and stuff like that, like maybe a lot of people are doing OnlyFans too. I didn't even think about that when we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. And that's something that I think people keep quiet. Um, I don't personally know of anybody that, that promotes. Okay. I know of one person that I've met through the internet, through my brand um, that promotes an OnlyFans account, but I don't know anybody else that is like pushing content for it. So, I mean, there could be a, I mean, people that I know like closely might be on there and I, I would never know about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you with a hundred percent honesty that I'm not on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> but Andrew out there, I mean, print shirts naked. You know, I, I, did a, I, posted a, I posted a reel of me printing shirts and I had just a buddy of mine do your next one with your shirt off. And <laughs> I was like, you know, maybe there's a demand for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, just think of you, if you would have stuck with your fitness this whole time, what would your raw, raw fit page possibly be? I probably would have been something good for sure. So, I mean, like Andrew said, there are a lot of avenues that, cause I mean, that was the thing. Like when you were saying, I'll, I'll never be able to do that. I always work at Oh yeah. Five. I was living myself right away by saying that. And yeah. I knew that a lot, I think. And what is another thing we talked about to stop doing that you do all the time? Cutting people off on the podcast? <sighs> that's not what I was referencing, but that's definitely a good one to talk about. But mm. no, the, the... Oh, self, self-deprecation. Yeah. Like, I don't even think about it. Like, you know, uh, when our friend was over here yesterday, he made a, he made a comment about himself. And I was going to say something. But then I was like, well, I don't, don't want to sound like that guy. But so I just left it alone. He made a joke about his weight. And I was like, we just had a conversation about this. We were supposed to stop doing this. Uh, yeah, I understand. So, like, I don't know. It just comes natural. Like, it's just something. It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It, no, sure. it is. You. Uh, t- I mean, I remember you telling me a long time ago that you, you were, make fun of yourself before people can make fun of you. You're the, the cutting off thing. There you go. But it was my. <laughs> I was just talking. <laughs> We were both talking. Sorry. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't think a woman's going to find that attractive. No, you're right. No. Uh, it's uh, when you told me that on the text message with, uh, with Brad, I, I haven't done it since and I don't plan on doing it. And if somebody's making a joke, I'm like, hey, look, I don't appreciate it anymore. That's not where I'm at anymore. Yeah, I think people will respect you a lot more if they, they see you respect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got I've got a big mirror, like a eight foot mirror over here that I put sticky notes on and it's all positive affirmation. Um, so affirmations are important to me and I believe in them fully. Um, I think if you just yell something out loud, like the universe will do what you're saying. And it, I mean, really what you're doing is you're programming your brain because you can hear it. So when you're talking shit about yourself, you're programming your brain in the Mm -hmm. same way, but in a negative sense. But if you're going to say something about yourself, like elevate yourself, like right. say it out loud, like go home. And there's some like really high profile, like you got, you guys know who Alex Hormozzi is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he's like, you know, you can yell at your mirror all you want, but you got to do this, this, and this. But I truly believe if you go look yourself in the eyes in your mirror and tell yourself like, Hey, you're a fucking animal. And in six months, I'm going to be down. You're going to be down 20 pounds. Um, you know, I'm going to be able to lift this much on the bench. Like I'm going to feel good. I'm going to have this confidence. And you go do that in the mirror in the morning. Like when you wake up, that's the first thing you do is just go, you know, talk positive shit to yourself in the mirror in six months. You're going to be a fucking animal dude. And, uh, that's a fact. Like you're programming your brain every day just with your own voice. But if you're looking at yourself and yeah, any, any negative self-talk, your brain still registers that as an affirmation. And like I said, like you yell something out in the universe, it comes back to you. If you're yelling some shit, talking to yourself out in the universe or joking about it, like it's still coming back. 100% six months from now, that's when we're going to the next podcast. So what is that? October 29th? Uh, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah. October. Yeah. Man. So for sure, schedule it. It's, we just That's did it. Man. That's it. Right, That's I'll, it. Oh, let me add it to the calendar. Hang on. All right. So this is a, that's the kind of friends I want. I want somebody that keeps me accountable and doesn't just tell me what I want to hear. It's like easy to have a bunch of people that just yes men around you or, you know, don't mm-hmm. say it because they, they like the good times that you, you know, that's I don't get it. 
and I have a lot of friends that will. I don't really have many friends anymore, but like when I was, we were going out much more. You know, they like friends, like the bar friends and shit like that. You know, but like they were like, "Oh man, you used to be more fun when you're fat." They wouldn't say fat, but like, "Oh man, you used to be fun when you're bigger." Like, why would you? You know, Tony said this to me when he's like, "Why would your friends?" Until we started hanging out all the time, you know, you you were been like six hundred pound life for it probably. He well, he didn't say that. I I said that, and he was like, "No, you're right." Like I don't know, no one ever said anything to me about my weight back then or anything. And we were I don't remember how it started, but like you know, then we just started going to the gym. Nick Nick was Nick was getting married. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That's another thing we talked about. He like he never wants to do anything for himself. He always does it for some other reason. Like if it's somebody's event, like a wedding, or we're going out of town, which people don't even know what you look like out of town, <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. And then like, uh, like uh, uh, if somebody else is doing something, Ralph feels like he has to do it too. It's just like do it for yourself because I think it will stick more if you're doing it for yourself. I remember back in October, I was watching the new trailer for that Creed movie came out. And I was sitting in my room. I was like, man, this movie looks really good. And I was like, man, those guys are in really good shape. And I've never been a person that like consistently went to the gym. And that day I was like, I'm going to start going to the gym tomorrow. And I was like, no, I'm going to put my shoes on right now. It was like nine o'clock at night, almost 10. And I put my shoes on and went to the gym and I've been going consistently. This is the first time I've worked out ever consistently since October. And I can tell a difference from just doing that. And it's like, if I can get my body in order, what else can I fucking do? Yeah, man. And that's where it starts. That's where it starts. That's awesome. I love to hear that. But yeah, it's like, you know, because you can watch all the motivational shit online, which is great. But if you're not implementing, there's no point of it's just like junk food, essentially. It's just giving you that little hit. I was like, oh, this makes me feel good. Because like going to the gym sucks. I don't like fucking going to the gym, but I know I need to do it because I don't want to be old. And if I'm lucky enough to get old, I don't want to be old and decrepit. And then have a bunch of health issues because I didn't take care of myself when I was younger. And then if you see people, like he said, like you see elderly people at the gym, if they can fucking go, why can't I go to the fucking gym? Or disabled people, or, you know, just anybody. Like, if you're able-bodied, and, and this is another thing, too. I had never thought about this way, but uh, this Neil DeTice Gross, or I always fuck his name up, but he said something Neil about, Tyson. he said, like, there was more people that had never been born than had been born. So for us to have the opportunity to be born and to squander it is disrespectful to all those people that never were and never will be. So that's deep, man. That's deep. I like that. So you got penciled in? No, I, I did it on the calendar. All right. All right. Yeah, we'll follow up here. So yeah. you're in uh, you're in my Facebook group, uh, Raul. So I'd like to see uh, just a little bit of. Uh, consistency you know talk about it a little bit share it share your journey I okay you, I will. your success story could get somebody else like off the couch that's what i love about that group so much is like when i see like little success stories here and there and then you never know who's watching there's a lot of people silent in that group we've got like 1500 people in there a lot of silent people in there but i'll get dms and people will be like man your group has helped me through this and that and uh you know seeing everybody doing this has made me do this. Like they're being quiet, but they're still crushing it behind the scenes because they're watching everybody else. Now I'd like, I'd like people to share their journey more often, but if people are still crushing it behind the scenes because they're motivated by some community that I started, 
like that's the most humbling feeling in the world. But I think that you could, uh, you could have an impact on people, man. You will have an impact on people if you just stick with it. I will for sure. Do you have enough people in your group to fill up a theater? Yeah. Like you could have like a, like a conference. Like that's yeah. uh, that's so really one, cool. Something I want to start doing and I haven't like, I'm pretty tapped right now. Like the bandwidth, I've been using the word bandwidth a lot lately. Like, I like that word. I'm, actually, I'm throttled back on bandwidth. Um, so what I want to do is start maybe once every two weeks, just doing like a live, I'm going to start with like a live video in the group. That's going to be less about, you know, all the lives I've done in there are more like behind the scenes, talking about product or like talking about lifts or different things. But I want to hop in there and just kind of unload like a mindset thing for like five minutes and hopefully get a, you know, get a bunch of people on there, watch it, just unload and then open it up to Q and a to see how people interpret like what I had to say. But then I want to basically go from there and take those and start moving those group lives into more of a zoom format where I can have a bunch of people on here and then I can do the same thing. But then rather than people like typing and, and the huge lag that there is in Facebook, they can just raise their hand and we can actually have conversation. And that's ultimately where I want to go with this. I want to be a lot more than just a business owner and, you know, a guy that prints shirts for this company. Like ultimately someday I want to be a coach. I'm not a coach right now. Like I mentor a lot of people with some different things, but like, I don't consider myself a coach, but someday I want to be a coach and I want to help a lot of people on a, on a much bigger scale than through a Facebook group. Man, when we went to that retreat, everybody kept talking about what's their purpose, what's their purpose in life, and and people kept like, I don't know what my purpose is. I think me personally, I think our purpose is essentially what you're saying is to do good for others, is to help other people out. I mean, because we're not here very long, so if you help somebody else out and they possibly help somebody else out, it'll keep you know going down the road instead of just being selfish. Like some people are like, I want to be the greatest at this, which is fine. But I think in the in the process of getting to that, you should be trying to help other people. You shouldn't be stepping on people or making people feel like shit. You know, it should always be about self-discovery and self-growth and, like, improving your... Like, John Hodge has got we have on here. He said, you should always leave the world better than you came into it. So, yeah, I think that's awesome that you want to help other people out. And your group is helping people out. And you should post. Yeah, like I mean, if you're said. not a competitive... If you're not a competitive athlete, you shouldn't look at anybody's competition. Mm. Like, as a competitive athlete like you're that's obviously a competition like you're trying to beat this person but as a business owner as a human we're all on the same we're all on the same team like as far as apparel goes i mean there's a million of us out there a million brands out there and i'm not taking money from somebody else when somebody else makes a sale they're not taking money from me like i said there's money out here just like to be plucked you just mm-hmm. got to go get it so there's no reason like you can't help other brands, other people, other businesses. There's no reason to withhold information because it's, there's just so much out there. So much, uh, so much potential like customers and, and, and money to be made. Like you taking the time to help somebody else start a brand or, or do whatever they want to do and give them some of that knowledge you have is, is never going to hurt you. I like that. Now, if you're a competitive athlete, yeah. Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What are you pondering on over there? I'm just listening. I'm listening. 
TL. Yeah, I just think that um, doing the best we possibly can is the best thing we can do in, in this life that we have. Because, like I said, thinking about, like, how you couldn't be Because, like, sometimes I was thinking, too, it's like, what were other people in my dad's nut? What would they have possibly been? Doctors. Or they could have been drug addicts, you know? But it's like, what am I going to do with my life to make it the best I possibly can and to help others? Well, you know, you've already made the, you've already made the world a better place and then when you, before you leave it, when you started Sunday's Finest. Yeah, but I'm not even talking about I'm just yeah. saying, like, me just as a person. Oh, like, okay. Like, I just think that being the best we possibly can is, is the end goal. Like, you don't want to be a shitty person. You don't want people to be like, ah, oh, that guy's here. You know? You want them to be like, oh, that guy's here, look. No, you want to you be respected and, mm-hmm. and people to have good things to say about you. Because, like, <laughs> it's sad, too. Like, when, when we die, like, I see people pass away all the time, and people are, oh, RIP, I miss that person, blah, blah, blah. But then after a certain amount of time, you're forgotten about. At least in the grand scheme of people, maybe in your close family, you're still remembered. But yeah, like to do something that leaves an impact on people is it's my ultimate goal in some shape. Or maybe it was just like we had a good conversation or he did this for me or or whatever. But like, like I was talking to a friend of mine. He's like, yeah, Coolio died. And I was like, oh, shit, Coolio did die. Yeah. And Coolio did something with his fucking life. And I already forgot that he died. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. know, Jerry yeah, Springer so just the last, passed away. When's the last time you thought? Yeah, when's the last time you thought about like uh, Robin Williams or DMX mm. or you know any of these guys? Like Queen Elizabeth was one that Alex Hormozzi talked about. Like, hey, when's the last time you thought about her? And it, it, this is like just a couple of months after she died. And he's like, exactly. Like one of the most powerful figures in the world died two months ago, and you you quit thinking about her like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So you gotta. But yeah, the legacy you leave behind really is just through other people. So if you make a, enough of a positive impact on enough people, they kind of carry little bits of you moving forward. But you yourself, like, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to be forgotten. There was a guy, I don't know his name. This goes to the point. But like he has like four stars on Hollywood Walk of Fame. He was like one of the biggest uh, Western movie stars back in the day. And like nobody knows who the guy is, really. But at the time, he was the guy. So, yeah, it's I don't know, man. Like it. it I think you should try to do your best. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Like I said, there's just some people that we get forgotten, man. But I guess in the point of the this time we're in is when you're supposed to do what you possibly can, because you don't know what's going to happen before we got here or after we we leave. So in the moment, it's the best thing to just do our best. I mean, yeah, you never know morbid the, on you guys, but yeah, you're good. You never know when the decision you make is the last decision you're going to make. And you, you're kind of saying that right there. But like, if you, I mean, how disappointing is that? Like if you made a shitty decision and it's the last decision you made and everybody remembers you for some shitty decision you made. So <laughs> yeah. I always try to take, when I'm making decisions, I always, for business and personal growth, I always try to take a less traveled path because I want to be, you know, unique. I want to work for it. I don't ever want to be taking any shortcuts, but then as far as like on a moral compass, I always try to take the higher, the higher route. Like I always try to do something good, be better and just 
anything you can to to elevate you and those around you. Mm. Roy Rogers. I mean, look there at you me. go. Yeah, I knew it was some <laughs> guy. He had f- like four stars on Hollywood Walk of yeah. Fame. Yeah, like I said, he was the man at the time. Because I remember when you said that before, I was like John Wayne. He's like, no, it's not John Wayne. I was like, oh, well, that's what everybody remembers is John Wayne. Yeah, when you said Western, like that—that's what I thought. That must be John Wayne. <laughs> Do y'all have any trips or anything planned, like family trips? Well, my wife and I are going down to FitCon Salt Lake in two weeks. We bought a sponsored booth down there so we could get right in the middle of all the action, and we're going to put our brand in front of as many fitness fanatics as we can. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. And that's where we're swamped. Like after the podcast, I'm going to go finish printing the FitCon shirts. We have, we're going to take about 750 shirts with us. I don't know what to expect. Um, they're expecting thousands of people to show up and that's about the hottest audience you can get as a, a fitness convention. I've never done with this brand. We haven't done a live event, um, of this scale. So we're taking a shitload of shirts, a bunch of gym flags, a bunch of swag. Um, we're going to try to just be as real as possible, have as much fun as we can, and meet as many people as possible and see where it goes. Um, now, if it turns out to be fucking amazing, then we'll probably start traveling more and hit more fitness expos. I have to try to find one over there where you guys are at and uh, come record a podcast in person. That'd be legit. Is that the Andy Frasilli's? I'd like to conference or the FitCon or no? No, um, no, he, I don't know what his actual conferences are, but FitCon's owned by really, there's a lot of people. There's big money from somebody. I don't know who the somebody is, but they just bought the majority of it. Um, but like Rob Bailey, Dana Lynn Bailey have ownership. The muscle has ownership. I think there's a lot of people with ownership, but it's a really cool event. We've been going for like the last this will be our third year, but we've always just gone as, you know, uh, people hmm. to just check it out. Like that's, that is my kind of people you get there. And, um, people that are like dedicated to fitness, like you put all politics aside, but like you get down to like the core human and we have a lot in common just because we all like to fucking work. And it doesn't matter like who anybody voted for. We all just like to work. So like you can have a conversation with everybody and get along really good. So it's a really cool, really cool place to be. Um, and I feel like everybody's just kind of on the same page. And I, I'm excited to like do business there and just see how it goes. I don't know. I'm trying to recruit some more people. We've got like five people, I think, recruited. Um, but we get eight passes. So I want to get like, I want to try to get people that I've never met, but I know off the internet to come hang out at our booth just so we can like network and have a really good time. People that the brand has impacted so they can be there at the booth and kind of share their story with people Mm. about why, you know, the why behind the brand, um, the like historically going to these events, we've, I've gone and bought apparel from a few different booths and it's very much like, all right, that's 30 bucks. Okay, thanks. Bye. Like, mm. there's never conversation. It's it's like going to J.C. Penny or something and buying a shirt. Um, I want our booth. Like, for anybody that stops there, I want to have like, even if we're slammed and I got a thousand people in a fucking line, like, I want to have conversation. Mm-hmm. I want people to know who we are, what we stand for, and let this 
first shirt they buy, like bring them into our community and let them know like, Hey, we're not just here to sell you a shirt. Like we want to watch you succeed. Like come join us here and, and hopefully keep a, a long lasting relationship. I think that's the way to do it though. Like going back to that customer service thing, you're giving something mm-hmm. then other people are just giving them a product. You're giving them like you and experiences and stories. I think the stories part would be really good. Like people can share their journey. Like I mm-hmm. started here and now I'm here. And like you even said, like with Raul posting in the group, that would be a good thing too. You definitely need to be doing that. I will. I guess that would be a good way to keep you accountable because you love posting. This bitch loves attention, Andrew, like good or bad. And like, <laughs> he's always like posting all his stuff online. Bitch, like, I haven't posted in forever. Yeah, because Polly said something to you. No, I thought it was you that was saying something about it. Polly started it, and then I cooperated with Polly said. What a surprise. Well, I mean, like, it's it's one of those things where if you're always posting, like, kind of like what Andrew said, like, you start it here, and then you stop, and you start, and it's like, oh, wait, Raul's starting again. Yeah. You know. No, that's why, that's why I stopped doing it, because it made sense what you guys were saying. You just said, show them when you see them what you look like, instead of having to post about it. And I will say, it's, you know, it's actually been really, I thought it was going to be tough for me not to post stuff. It's been really easy. <laughs> what were you going to do if social media is not around, man? Smoke signals? Well, I don't fucking live in 1980. I was born in 1980. I live in the technology age, okay? Like, like, I'm just saying, it's you don't have to ch- checking into the gym doesn't make your your PRs go up. No, 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 no. The work does. I understand that. So yeah, but in in the group that would be good since it is a fitness based group. Yeah, or a lifestyle like what would you consider your group, Andrew? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's an overall lifestyle. Uh, um, fitness is definitely. I mean it's the dude that lifts communities. So I mean lifting fitness is the premise behind it, but. Um, as it's grown and evolved the relationships that are in there, it's, there's a much deeper connection with everybody in there, but it's overall just going from where you are to something greater. Yeah. And it's not, it's not always about fitness. Like some people are in there talking about just like their goals or like what they crushed on, like their non gym victories. But I mean, the foundation is fitness, but I think the foundation of everything should be fitness you know, you start getting yourself under control, take care of yourself, and then you can, then you can, yeah, you can grow everything from there. But yeah, if you post in there it, with people and then it might inspire somebody else to do something like doing this podcast too, like listening to people tell their stories about how they lost like hundreds of pounds and I sit there oh, and yeah, I think to me. myself, like, like I can lose 60 pounds. Like if this person can barely get off the fucking couch and now they're, you know, hundreds of pounds down. I can drag, drag, drive my ass to the fucking gym, you know? So you never know, like I said, what somebody's impact can be on you or vice versa. Your impact can be on them. So you just, that's why I always want to be doing something positive. And it's like when people share their, like, you know, their stories of recovery or whatever it is. Like when I'm, when I'm talking to different people online, um, they're asking me, like, well, what's your podcast about? Kind of stuff, you know? It's like, well, it's something like you would come on, you would, we would just chat, like we were hanging out at dinner or something like that. And then we would just, um, talk about your life, how you've gotten to where you are, like whether, whether you own a clothing brand or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And then you're like, you know, I'm like, you know, you could talk about your sobriety because you never know who's listening to this podcast episode of you when we release it 
that's like, damn, I'm going through that, man. You know what? I think that's going to help. Like, and that, that's just, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, when I usually, when I, when I talk to them about that kind of stuff, like, they're like, you know what? That's a great idea. I never even looked at it like that. Yeah, I'll do it. You know? Yeah. Let's set it up. I'll just send me some dates and I'll pick one. I was like, all right, cool. You know? But it's like, like, like we always say, you never know who's listening and who you could be helping. Yeah, that's exactly it. Not just on the podcast, but like your followers on social media. Mm-hmm. There's so many people like for every one person that's like, hey, thank you. Like this made an impact for every one person that says something. There's probably like, you know, exponentially more, maybe a hundred that are just watching in silence. And uh, you'll get a message. One thing that's really cool is you'll get a message like, in a couple of years, like say you start, you start sharing your journey and you're making progress and somebody's watching you and they're watching you and they're, they're almost mirroring you because they see you doing it. They're like, I can do this. So they're mirroring you, but they don't tell you for like another year or two. And like, Hey, I just want you to know, like I'm in the best shape of my life because I started following you at the beginning of your journey and you inspired me. And it's like, just planting a seed here that you never knew you planted. And then you hear about it later on. That's the best feeling in the world is when somebody's like, I did this because of something you did, or I saw you doing this like a year and a half ago. Like that is delayed gratification in the best way is when something like that happens. And like a podcast platform. I think what you guys are doing are great because you guys are getting like, I don't know what you'd consider the genre of your podcast because you have such a wide variety of guests. I know like you guys are, it seems kind of heavy on the fitness side or the, the transformational side, but um, you've got such a wide variety that you can help a lot of people just with, with your words and the conversation that comes out of it. There's like a lot of value in what you guys are doing. Appreciate that. Yeah. I think like I said, that that's a thing like you want to do, you want to spread good, like wildfire. And like you said, there's a lot of people that may not, recognize or be vocal about that they're paying attention to you but they are paying attention to you so you should get some haters too (laughs) yeah you're gonna get some haters and but they're still watching yeah still fucking watching but that should be your intention is to is to give a good example for people to to live by absolutely agree i never thought about having a word for the year maybe that's something i need to look into just think of one yeah, I just started. I just started last year. You know, twenty twenty two was my first word of the year. It was relentless. Mm. Relentless was the word of the year. Just running in full speed on everything, all in, and I did. And then this year, we're doing sacrifice because I'm taking it to the next level of being all in on everything. Yeah, I have a good idea. You could think of a word while I'm talking about this. Discipline. There, did it. No, I mean. Okay, okay. That was good. I'm happy for, you. I'm happy for your word. <laughs> it great. 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 I didn't great. need to hear great. your great. Great. monologue to uh, no. the word. Um, so tell us how you came up with the idea of the limited release that just happened hoodie, which is so fucking badass. So I think this is our fourth in two years, two and a half years. This is our fourth limited drop, like extremely limited drop hoodie. I should go down there and grab yours and show it off. But, uh, what I do is like the framework behind it. And if there's any other business owners on here that are listening that want to try something crazy and see what their community is made of, this is how you do it because that's how it all starts is building a community and then taking that community and letting them design a product for you. So 
I will basically, and it's the same framework every time. There's some people that have picked up on it, some that are just as excited every time as, as they were the time before. But I'll put a poll in my group and I'll be like, hey, like I'm having a really hard time coming up with a word that describes how I'm feeling. And this is the, this is the adjectives that would describe it. And I need you guys to give me a word and I'll uh, just say, Hey, comment below. And I'm going to pick my five favorite. And then we're going to vote on which word we, that I want to use. And so I'll run that. Like I'll just post that and it's all organic. So I'll just post that in there. And then it stays at the top of the page because everybody starts commenting on there and I'll get like, you know, a hundred, 200 comments on there with different words. And then I'll go through and then some of them, are great. Some of them are trash. Um, <laughs> some people use the same word every time, every single time, but, um, I'll go through all of them. Then I'll pick five and I'll be like, this is, this is over like weeks. So I'll, they'll comment on there. And then maybe a week later or two weeks later, I don't have exact time frame, but then I'll, I'll create a poll and I'll be like, Hey, these are my five favorite words. Like these all spoke to me the most, but I can't pick one. Like you guys tell me which one, you know that you think describes it just vote and then i shut off the uh i shut off the comment or the allow extra options or whatever because like if you do a facebook poll sometimes people can add other options on there and then it, it breaks it but they have to vote on their favorite word and i'll let them vote on more than one thing but then whichever one wins like even if i hate the fucking word whichever one wins is the word we're going to use and that's what i'll name the drop so oh, that looks good. I'll take. Oh, well, I'll I take, think you uh, know what, you know, yeah, like, you know what it looks like. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so then I'll take that word and then I'll, I'll create the hype around it right then and there. Like, Hey, all right, you guys chose this word. Um, and then I'll kind of build like a, a description around it. Like what that word means to me, um, how I interpret that word. And I'll build that out and then I'll start talking about like what I'm going to do with it. And I just keep dragging this on and I drag it on for you know, weeks and weeks or sometimes months. Like this one I drug out for, and it's just cause I was so busy, but I think I drug this one out for like three and a half, four months before we finally dropped them. But, uh, I'll just talk about it here and there and then I'll make a hoodie for myself and I'll just start wearing it and people will start seeing that. And they'll be like, well, what's going on there? And I'll be like, well, this is, this is, you know, I'll say this is that word. Like, this is the tenacious. This is my tenacious buddy. And then right then, you know, people are hooked. They're like, oh, fuck. Like, we named that. Like, we own that. Like, I already own that. Like, people's minds are already spinning that way. They're like, you know, I named that. That's my hoodie. I already own it. Like, that's in my closet already. And so then after they see me wearing it and I got the only one in existence, you know, people, it's human behavior something. But they start getting, like, really obsessive over it. And then, and then I'll take everybody and I'll start driving them through kind of an email or a text message sign up. And I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to drop these hoodies. I'm not going to tell you when, but I'm going to do 50 of these. And I just keep talking about it. And there's a link. They'll click that. They'll put their phone number in there. And that's how I end up dropping it ultimately is through a text message to everybody that signed up for it. So there will be hundreds of people that signed up for the drop text. And then we'll push send on that text when I finally do drop it. And like the website gets, you know, smashed. Uh, I watched it yesterday. It was 27 minutes, 27 minutes. We were sold out. And I always have more anxiety than everybody else. I think, cause like, I want to see a successful drop. 
Um, and I want to know that there's not any issues with inventory because I've had it before where somehow we sold one too many, like the website didn't shut it off. Two people must've just signed out at the exact same time. And we oversold like larges. And I'm like, fuck, somebody's, somebody doesn't get one. Like I got to pick one of these two people that I have to refund. But, uh, it makes me sick to my stomach doing it, but it's so crazy to see like the power behind the community there. And then the ownership that everybody has when you let them have a part in your business. So yesterday it was 27 minutes. And the only reason it was 27 minutes is because apparently larges weren't, you know, real popular yesterday, which is crazy. Usually larges. I think when you bought yours, large was all that was left, right? Yeah. So you got some work to do. There was, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I went and finished off. There was, uh, everything was sold out. Everything was sold out. We had like four larges left and usually larges are the first ones to go. So, um, I was watching that and we would have been sold out in, it was somewhere between like 12 to 15 minutes, but then those larges stuck there and then, then they finally sold out. So it's always like one random size doesn't sell as fast as the rest. And so I try to like predict that every time I do a new drop. But it seems like every time I add to the one that sold the fastest, then that one becomes the slow one on the next mm. one. It's just, I, I was talking to, I've got um, a marketer. He's a friend of mine, but he's, he, I pay him as a contractor to help me with like the ads, um, some of this email stuff and then setting stuff up. He, he just helps. He's a huge part of things behind the scenes. And I asked him, I was like, why the fuck did large not sell? like normal. And he's like, bro, everybody bulked. <laughs> We're just, coming out of winter. <laughs> just coming out of winter, everybody bulked. And uh, I, maybe that's true. I don't know, but it's, uh, those, those limited drops are crazy. I have a lot of fun with them, but as far as that one specifically, um, all my other ones have been solid color drops. Um, I'll take 50 hoodies. I'll print them with, um, whatever design I end up using. And then, I take them to the next level and I just, I destroy them. Like I put them through the ringer. I paint them with a fabric spray paint. So they're all one of a kind. They're all numbered. Mm -hmm. Um, like I will take, I just use these little stickers. I'll put a number on every one of them and I'll spray paint over that number. So they're serial numbered one through 50. And then they come with, uh, I don't have a card up here, but they come with a certificate of limited authenticity that has the number that your hoodie is. And like I signed every one of those. So what's really cool is people that have gotten every one of them, like they'll have these giant frames with their little certificate in there that they're saving. So like that makes me feel really good. But, um, I just make every one of them one of a kind unique and they're all numbered. So that way people like really feel good about their one of a kind hoodie and they're distressed. Like they're, they're fucked up when you get them, but they're very functional. Like I still wear, every one of them that I fucked up for myself for like a preview hoodie is still holding up after however long I've had them. But, uh, I'll take a razor blade to it, spray paint. Like every one of them's just, it's looks like you got to fight with a grizzly bear. That's legit. Well, the one you made before this one, uh, I was red in color. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but, um, that one sold out in no time because I had a trainee with me. I was like, Hey, Take the iPad. I got. I got to look at my phone. I have to be on my phone first. Like in like five seconds, I have to be on this website. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" So I said, "Take the iPad. Go work, work, work. I'm busy." So I click it. Sold out. I'm like, 
Go to the next size. Sold out. By the time I get to like a, a large, it's just sold out too. I'm like, man, fuck. Yeah. And then I text Andrew. That's hey, a good man, problem to have. That's a really good size. Like, hey man, I didn't get. Yeah. I was trying to get one of the hoodies. I didn't get one. He's like, oh man, better luck next time. I was like, <laughs> I thought he was gonna say something like, oh, I got you, bro. I got you. I was like, damn, man. <laughs> How many texts do you think he's got I like mean, that? <laughs> yeah, shitload. Hey man, I didn't get one. Yeah. That's part of the that's part of the hype for like the next drop too. Like people miss out every time. People miss out. There'll be a comment or something on Facebook where people will be like, "Man, I had my cart open. I had to run into the bathroom real quick, and I came out <laughs> and it was sold out." I'm like, well, you shouldn't have shouldn't have gone to the bathroom. Just like click <laughs> buy now. Yeah, there's nothing I can do. Like just because it's in your cart doesn't reserve it. It doesn't. The hoodie does not. The inventory doesn't go away until somebody clicks. You know the the buy now button yeah. where you actually submit payment. So my wife, um, you know, we're always on the website and I've got a whole bunch of automation set up for email and text and everything. So if you're looking at a product and you don't buy it, you're going to get an email and a text. It's like, Hey, this is still sitting in your cart. Mm. And so she got that text yesterday after the drop, you know, and everything's sold out. And she's like, why is this going out? And, uh, I just, I just laughed. I was like, well, that's just to rub salt in the wound now. Like now everybody's <laughs> going to get that. Like, Oh, you missed out. Oh, here's a text. Like, Why didn't you buy this? And, and it's sold out still. So, um, but when people do miss out, it makes them more feverish for the next drop. That's for sure. Yeah. Cause I wasn't going to miss this one. Especially when I saw it, I was like, Oh, I have to have that. And then I watched the real, like, I think you, it was either you and your daughter or you and your wife or something. Like I just saw like you're all, so y'all was spray painting. Uh, with the fabric spray or whatever it's called. And I was like, yeah. that's just so cool, man. Dude, I had my daughter, I handed her my phone. I said, Hey, just take some pictures while I'm painting on these. And then she's like, I don't know if I, you know, she's 10. She's like, I, this one's too close. This one, yada, yada. And I'm looking at him like, these are perfect. Like I'm going to give you my phone every time I'm doing something. Yeah. I don't know like <laughs> what this creative eye she has, but yeah, she's like right where it mattered. It was crazy. She's just sitting in one spot, like zooming in, taking pictures while I was painting and, those pictures turned out fucking rad. Maybe that's going to be a thing so, for her. Maybe she's going to be a photographer. Yeah. Between her and uh, my youngest son, they have a big interest in this, uh, the print shop side. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I mean, everybody's pretty young still, so got to figure themselves out, but I'm going to pay them here after we get off the podcast. I'm going to pay them to fold shirts, see what they think of uh, making money. I'm going to shut this door real quick. Yeah. They actually all just got here. No rush, though. I'm still good. But no, so what I was going to say about the with the hoodie, with me being a large, you know, currently, I, mean, I can wear it, you know, but I'm not going to wear it anywhere outside the house. <laughs> but, you know, so that'd be a great thing. I'm, so I think I'll use that when I get the hoodie. I'll post a post a picture with myself in it on the group. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I bought this intentionally smaller, you know, um, that way I can, and then, you know, it'll be tight, obviously. And then like, as the weeks go by, you know, and then like, I'll post a picture again, like maybe like a month into it and then see how the hoodie's fitting. And then like another month into it. And like, by then the hoodie should be kind of like regular. So yeah, I think I'm going to use that picture, that, that hoodie as like the one, one of the things I'm going to do. And then in October, when I'm back on here, you'll be wearing the hoodie. That's right. All right. Don't let him down. Don't I'm not, let yourself down. I'm not going to let anybody down, especially myself. Yeah. <laughs> no more. I I mean, you don't have to convince yourself, not me. 
Yeah, I know. So uh, earlier you're talking about the retreat and how you kind of think about business and stuff. Like, what do you think you have to offer the world in business? If you were to lose your job tomorrow and you were given a blank check to just go start a business, what would you do? I would more than likely open up. <clears throat> I would you know if like they might come to say, Hey man, it's not working. You know, we got to cut back, but life fiasco, you know, all you got, all you guys are fired. Um, I'd be like, okay. Um, and then I would sit there and think for a little bit, but I think I want, what I want to do is I would open up like a little Caesars or something like that. I wouldn't, I'm not really sure where the location is, but I'll open something like a small business like that up because those things, those things make money, man. Like I know somebody that had, well, I don't really know him, but I was talking to the one, this one guy that owns the one, uh, in Lakeland. It's like a suburb of Memphis. And, um, he was telling me, man, if he could just get more employees, he could be making so much more money. Are you passionate about pizza? I love pizza, uh, but I also know that I can make a lot of money doing that because I know that I could work in there as much as I had to. And I would just have to find maybe like a small, like, I don't know how many people I would need to find like that, but I would, I would find good employees and pay them a better wage than most people are trying to pay. That way I know they'll come to work and stuff like that. And, yeah, I, so and I would want people I could trust. The, say, the, say the pizza is your cash flow business. What would be the business for your soul? Mm. So I would help people with, uh, I would definitely give money back to like charities around town and stuff like that. Uh, I would help people with, you know, groceries, utility bills, stuff like that. You know, say like a, this is just a number. Say I make a million dollars profit for one year, which, you know, I wouldn't put all that million dollars in my bank account. I would make sure that I had something set up that I would make sure I gave like 10% or 15% of it to like people, lower incomes and stuff like that to help them. School, whatever, whatever the charity it is that goes to maybe, maybe, maybe the Memphis food bank or something like that. You know, I would definitely make sure that, was coming out of my paycheck, like to help them. I like that. I like charity. So Elon Musk, I don't know if he's still the richest man in the world. Is he? I, I don't know. I think he's uh, one it's of like, them. It's the guy that owns like the luxury brands, like uh, Gucci and stuff like that right now. Okay. Well, Elon Musk is a self-proclaimed philanthropist. So he says that everything he does is in the best interest of humanity. And I think that's a really cool perspective. Like all the space stuff is because ultimately he wants to take people to Mars to colonize another planet for when, you know, we have devoured everything on planet earth and we need somewhere else to be humanity can survive. Um, Tesla is supposed to be helping with carbon footprint and SpaceX is to give internet to everybody in the world that has no access to internet. So, or, not SpaceX, uh, Starlink. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's really cool to hear the richest man in the world talk like that. I know a lot of people like hate him. They think that he's full of shit. They think he's a, a bad person, you know, because he's rich. But I think it's really cool to hear like that charitable on any scale is pretty neat. What would you do, Andrew? Well, I mean, I'm chasing my dream right now, but, um, to help the most, I think my first step is going to be becoming a, an actual coach where I can help other people monetize, make money, um, realize their true potential. 
I think uh, everybody's got something locked up in their brain. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, um, you know, crackheads don't have any money, but they always got crack, right? So, like, anybody True. can make money. Anybody can make money. Anybody can, like, hustle. And everybody's got it. If a crackhead can do it, like, anybody can do it. But um, I'd like to just bring that awareness to a lot more people on a much larger scale. Like, hey, you've got it in you. Like, I've been there. You know, I, I look back at, like, and I, I'm sure my wife will listen to this at some point. She gets pissed off when I talk about this. But the year we got married, I was, like, the fattest I've ever been like super soft. I was, you know, I, I weigh almost the same amount right now, but like my body's changed a lot. I was, uh, like 200, maybe 210 pounds when we got married. And I was just like super soft. I was like pudgy and I hate seeing stuff like that. Um, I used to drink a lot. Um, I used to just have some really bad habits and I've really gotten more disciplined and I, you know, I've been sober for three and a half years. I've, I've taken control of my body and I've realized that like, Hey, like I can go out there and build something out of thin air. And like, if I can do that, if I can take control of my body, if I can do this and that, like anybody can, because I've, I've been there, you know, I grew up, I grew up dirt poor. Um, my parents worked hard, but we didn't have any money. Um, so I didn't come from a background of money. Like everything I've done is, is something I've, I've done. Um, you know, the money didn't come from, you know, daddy or anything like that. Like the money came from me going out and, and getting a good job and, and working my ass off. So I think helping people on, on that scale now and, um, going back to like the charitable stuff, I'm all for it. Like every October through the do the lift brand, we print a breast cancer shirt of some sort, and then we donate 10% of gross sales from that or not 10%, $10 from every shirt sold. So it's, that's 33% of gross sales from that shirt. Damn. Uh, yeah. We don't, we pick, mm-hmm. we pick a company, a nonprofit to donate that to. So, um, you know, the first year we donated a couple thousand this year, we donated, uh, shit, I think we donated like 3000, 4,000, something like that. And then the bank of America matched us. So it ended up being like eight or 9,000, um, total donation. But if I'm going back on in October on the podcast, um, like talk about it again, then, um, but if you guys ever get any guests between now and October, um, that are more, um, educated in the, the subject of the nonprofits and stuff, if you can, if you come across somebody that knows a, a more fitness related brand, that is a nonprofit that specializes in breast cancer. I would love to get contact info for sure because I'm like trying to find, I found one um, and it was like barbells and boobs or something like that. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the brand I got to go. I got to talk to whoever I got to talk to here. I want to give them money because they're, I mean, they're obviously on the same page. They're a fitness brand and they're giving all their money to breast cancer. Um, and then like these smaller outfits don't have any overhead. So like if I donate a thousand dollars to them, that thousand dollars is going to go further than if I donate a thousand dollars to one of these huge, huge nonprofits that has, you know, hundreds of people working for them. But, um, unfortunately the company that, that bar barbells and boobs or whatever they were like, they went out of business. Mm. Um, so 
I tried linking up. They're like, email this guy. And I emailed and I never heard back. And then like, um, I've got a pile of leftover shirts and I wanted to just send it to them. Like, here, you guys do what you want. Give this to cancer survivors or people fighting. Like, I want you to give these shirts away. Cause I've got probably like 75 shirts left over that I just want to give to somebody to give to people that are fighting breast cancer. And, um, I couldn't find them on Instagram. So I went back and I looked at their website and yeah, it just said, you know, we, unfortunately we've closed the doors after however many years. And that was really disappointing, but yeah, maybe if you guys get somebody, I don't know if you get a breast cancer survivor on here, that's in the fitness world, I'm sure that's not out of reach for the kind of guests you guys get just to see if they, if they have anybody in mind, I'd love to get with, I'd love to partner with somebody firsthand that's like worked with one of these nonprofits. That's interesting right there. That is very um, thoughtful. Yeah. I'll, I'll start looking into that. I'll start digging into it. I should be able to find somebody. So, so I what do you want to be when you grow up, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, you didn't answer. Uh, if I were to give a blank check. Yeah. Uh, I would do something with travel. Travel or decorating. I really love decor. Like, I always had the idea that I would love to take somebody that's never been somewhere. Like, say, there's a lot of people that have never, unfortunately, been able to travel outside of their state, let alone the country. So to take them and see it in their eyes, like how they light up when they see new experiences. And hopefully that would make them appreciate back home more. Because I think a lot of people here don't appreciate what we have in the freedoms and you know, all the benefits that we have. I mean, America's got its problems, but there's a lot worse out there. And so that would be something I would love to do. If I just had a blank jacket, I could just take people, you know, like put them up in five-star places, give them first class, you know, seating on planes. Uh, like the, like he mentioned earlier about the, the nonprofit we have, but it's like, that's something that's very passionate of mine is always helping people because when we did this, we did this homeless dinner. I've talked about it here before, but we did this homeless dinner and these people called me because our, our numbers were on the news. And I thought it was a volunteer calling. And the lady's like, no, I want to come get some food. I said, like, we'll come down to the center. And she was like, I don't have a vehicle. And I was like, okay, we'll bring you some stuff. And she's like, yeah, me and my kids haven't eaten in a couple of days. And we go to the house and my, my friend Brad and his son, Zach, we went to the house and they just the kids look emaciated, man. Like they had, you could definitely tell they hadn't been eating, and they were so appreciative of a fucking meal that most people take for granted. And so, like, even with the nonprofit stuff that we're doing, like with our friend Mark, like I want to do it more where we get stuff that businesses discard and then repurpose that for people, like in like a healthier form of meals or something like that. So. That's something that Mark and I have been talking about, like actually doing more than just like a one off meal for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or because people need to eat more than just a fucking holiday, you know. Yeah. So and I think if you're there's no point of being in a community if you're not picking up everybody. And there's a lot of people that get stepped over, unfortunately. They're like, oh, that person didn't work hard. They didn't do. You don't know their circumstances. And unfortunately, mental illness is a thing that afflicts a lot of people that are homeless. So, yeah, like I said, the decor thing, I love decorate. I didn't realize I love that until I started, I moved in this house. And then um, the travel thing, because I really benefited from traveling. So I want other people to benefit from traveling. And like I said, I want to do more with the uh, nonprofit as far as like either clothing or feeding people. Because like I said, it, it's 
it's it's a shame that anybody in in our country is displaced or going without, especially kids. You know, you hear about the kids during the pandemic where they a lot of them look forward to that meal. You know, when they were, were going school. to school, it's like shit. I never thought there's a lot you don't think about because it's not affecting you. So it's like sometimes you gotta get outside of your POV to realize that you know there's more to just your bubble. So yeah, that's my spiel. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I look forward to hearing how that starts to pan out. I think, like you said, people deserve a meal more than Thanksgiving and holidays, but I mean, they deserve recognition as well. Like people are people. I think me personally, the dynamic of everything has changed so much in the last few years that so many people have lost their jobs and so many people have taken advantage of the system. Um, it's really hard to filter out the bullshit. So for me, like, I think it comes down to just trying to trust humanity. Like you got to take care of everybody, even if a good percentage of them are working the system. Um, like you go to Walmart and there's people doing shift work on the corner, you know, panhandling, collecting money. And then I'll catch them like during the summer, I'll catch them. They're doing shift work. There's somebody over there sitting in a brand new car in the AC and then they rotate out. Oh my God, he's, motherfuckers but then you go to the next corner and it's somebody that's like really down on their luck but you you can't tell which one's which when you're just driving by so like you just gotta you just gotta hope that whatever you're doing is for the right you're you're doing it for the right reason so like in my heart i know i'm doing the right thing but what they do with it is something totally that's on them so like if you can if you can have a clear conscience, that's that's the most important thing. You're doing the right thing. You're doing good. You're you know you're helping people. We were in a part of Memphis the other day, me and this, my, one of my coworkers, and <clears throat> I was. We went to uh, like Summer Avenue. Is a, a lot of Hispanics out there, Hispanic area, and um, I was swapping some beer, and this guy was out front, and you know you could see like I mean you, you know. He's, we were all doing better than this guy is currently. We were on this on podcast, right? And I was like, so he's like, hey, you guys got any money? I'm like, I got, I think I got a couple of dollars, you know? So I gave him whatever I had in my wallet. It's like three bucks or something. And, you know, I didn't even think about it because I don't care. He asked and I'm, I had it. So I was like, here you go, you know? And then, so when we got back to my car, we were riding back to uh, the different area of Memphis. And the, the guy was I was with, he was like, you know, he's probably going to go buy beer or drugs with that, right? And I was like. To keep y'all in business? I said, I said, I mean, that's going to sell beer, right? Oh, we do. But that's not the point I was trying to make. I was like, I was like, dude, who cares? Like, I didn't tell you to get in your wallet and give him some money. Like, you just kept on walking and was talking to us. I was like, I stopped and talked to him for a second. Like, what's the big deal? It's three bucks, man. If I had a $5 bill, I would have given him the $5 bill. Like, it's not that big of a deal to me because it's regardless of what he's using it for. Like, that, I don't care. He asked and I had it. And I was like, sure, man, here you go. And I don't know, a lot of these younger people, man, like they don't understand that. They're just like, oh, no, I would never do that because, you know, more than likely he's got a really nice house around you somewhere or a car and this and that. I'm like, but no one asked you to give the money, man. He was talking to me. Like, what difference does it make? And it kind of spoiled the mood for the rest of the week when I was training him because, you know, then I was kind of like, oh, you need to start driving your own car because I don't want you riding with me. <laughs> yeah. And there a Joe Rogan yeah. bit about that where, like, he – some guy asked him for some change or something and Joe Rogan's in his head's like, this guy's going to use for drugs and alcohol. And then he's like, wait, I'm going to do the same thing. So <laughs> here's the fucking money. 
Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, if you want to give, give. If you don't, don't. Don't put your bullshit on somebody else's, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what I told him. And then, you know, so whatever, man. I just told him, I was like, hey, man, just, you know, you don't want to help people. That's up to you, man. I think some people are jaded to the fact that there are people that actually need help. And sometimes it's not a fault of their own that they're in the position that they are in. I think a lot of it's case mean? by case. Well, a lot of people are mentally ill that are, are homeless. Oh, okay, so yeah. So they're not choosing to live outside. Oh, I thought you meant like when we were giving like people like maybe that kid that was with me, like maybe he doesn't want to help because he's spoiled or something like that. I mean, that could be a possibility too. I don't know. You could ask him that. You could ask him his POV and then maybe, I mean, you can, it doesn't mean you have to agree with him, but you can at least understand where he's coming from. Oh, no, I just told him I, you know, I didn't. Obviously you did. I'm saying you could have said, hey, why do you think this way? Oh. Instead of just writing them off. True. And like, then maybe you could have swayed him and maybe it could have gone to something better. Yeah, you're right. I you should know? have done that. If it happens again, I'm training somebody, I will definitely bring it up. Yeah, that's something you're working on this year. Conversation. Yeah. Conversation. I Tear always love posting this thing and I, I, I want to tag you in every time, but it's always like two ears, one mouth. You know, like ah, I see that a lot. A lot of listening and less talking. Because you can learn a lot from listening. Like when we went to the, one of the best com- compliments I got at the retreat was this one guy is like, you're a really good listener. Oh, yeah. I heard him say that to you. Yeah, that's one of the best compliments. Like You don't want to be the you don't need to be the loudest person in the room. Like the person that gets the most respect probably is the guy that listens the best. True that. I know that's not and if you, for you. If, <laughs> if you don't. Yeah. If you don't have something of like real value to provide, then keeping your mouth shut is usually the best option. Well, like when we were on the on the retreat thing last weekend, like you know, everyone's talking, and you know, and then sometimes the world was talking. It's like I would, I didn't know what to say, and most some of the some of the stuff, so I just kept quiet. I didn't want to say something, and I was like, "Why would you say that?" Like, well, explain. I'm like, I, I just said something to talk. I don't know, so I was just being yeah. quiet and listening to everyone talk while when they did talk. Yeah, I know Ryan so, Holiday from uh, Daily Stoic. He said that I guess he used to be in Hollywood at one time and he said that he was in a meeting and he just rattled some stuff off. And then one of the guys in the meeting afterwards was like, why did you say that? And Ryan was like, well, I just didn't know not to say something. Yeah. And the guy was like, well, maybe just need to not say. And that was the two years one mouth came up. And then he's like, oh, okay. So like sometimes people talk because it's uncomfortable silence. So they feel like they have to fill the void with just noise instead of just sitting in it. Because sometimes even on this, like I'll listen to. What somebody's saying, I'll have to absorb it instead of just saying something just to keep the conversation going. But I think awkward, awkward silence, that uncomfortable silence is only, I mean, it's only uncomfortable for some people. Like it's okay to be silent. It's okay to sit there in silence. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you'll know who thinks it's awkward and uncomfortable when they just blurt out something that really has no business being in the conversation. Yeah. Why are you looking? <laughs> Both of y'all stared at me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, that is good. Like what uh, Andrew said, though, about like that should conversation is a good thing you should work on this year. Yeah, for sure. I, I am. I mean, it's a it's a constant struggle, like um, to work on something that you have always done, like to to look at yourself and be like, man, I don't like this about myself or this needs to change is not easy to look inward and be reflective, self-reflective. But I think that's part of growth as a human. You don't want to be the same person you were five years ago today uh, in five years. Hmm. 
Like I saw something today. It's like everything you're doing right now is setting you up for your five year self, what you're reading, you're consuming who your friends are. You know, all that is your future self is either going to love you for it or hate you for it. I saw, I know this guy, everybody hates this guy, but I love a lot of his message, Andrew Tate. And he said, if I showed you a picture of who you could be, you would hate who you are today. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, that's true. Like, there's a lot of stuff that we do just because it's comfortable, but it's not setting us up for a better version of ourselves. But I like that. I like that. I mean, how do you feel about him? Well, from one Andrew to another Andrew. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, some of the content of his that I've consumed, uh, I guess I got mixed feelings. I think it's all like with good intent. Um, I mean, it's all to make men better. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, I mean, some of his stuff is a bit excessive, I guess, but I mean, he's on point. Like that's who he is. He's true to himself and he's true to his message. So from like that perspective, he's great. Like he knows who he is. He knows how he's going to share his message and he sticks with it. Now this other controversial stuff, I don't know if he's still in jail or whatever, but I don't know what's going on there. Um, so I don't want to weigh in on that too much. Um, hopefully it's all wrong. Otherwise, you know, then his entire message is, it's not something that anybody could or will follow if he's like, living this other life and tossed in the clink for doing shitty things. Yeah. Well, I well, saw somebody they're said out. that they're sit. Well, they're in house arrest. Oh, but I saw something that somebody was saying like, why? Cause people were sending me stuff. These women that are friends with was sending me stuff about him when this stuff went down and like basically like pointing for like, look at him. Blah, blah. And it's like, if it's true, why would you want that to be true? Cause that means that he was hurting some people. You should want it to be false. Yeah. Like you shouldn't celebrate one somebody's demise and then possibly somebody else's hurt uh, hurt on somebody else. Like that people have a lot of their lives skewed. Because they th- they said he was what? They were they were warning Sex girls. Yeah. But I don't know. But my I don't agree with a lot of shit he says about women, but I agree with all the shit he says about men. Like how but a lot of men are weak, how like you need to get your physicality in order, you know, you need to do this stuff to be a better version of yourself. Like even Joe Rogan said, like if he would have stuck with that, like he would have been great. But I think he was trying to be so salacious and you have to. And then if not, a lot of people are watching you, you can get away with a lot of shit. But when you have a lot of eyeballs on you, everything you said, there's a a digital footprint of it and you have to kind of own up to that shit. So I don't know if today he would say that same thing. Another way to look at all that is like, if he's just empowering men, and never said anything about the women or whatever. Um, his entire demographic and exposure is going to be men that need help. Mm-hmm. But this, the second he starts saying some questionable shit, you know, that is triggering people, his exposure goes from like, you know, high to like through the fucking roof. Yeah. So there's also a like really good part of marketing when it comes to being just when you're, when you're, pushing buttons and poking the bear, you know, like that'll take your ex- exposure from here and just blow you up. So you just have to be ready to handle it. So I think when you're calling people out and I'm not saying that's the right way to do it or like <laughs> shit about women and, and all that is the right way to do it. But like when you call out a certain demographic, 
you're going to get a lot more exposure and you're going to get a lot of fucking haters, but then you're also going to get a lot of people that are defending you. Yeah. So like if you have, if you have a firm stance on something, most of these people were never going to like care about you to begin with, but now they're sharing you. Mm. So now more people are seeing you and same thing with like, when it comes to just business, like there's certain people that are never going to buy from me ever. They're never going to buy my shit. But like, if I do something that pisses them off and they share it and talk shit, like that's still more exposure. Yeah. What is that thing? There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, exactly. I just watched something today that was talking about, um, McDonald's and Burger King. Um, and there was another business, but anyway, McDonald's and Burger King were the, the top ones. And it was talking about how when Burger King entered the chat, you know, however long ago that was, McDonald's is the number one fast food, 100% number one by X over anybody else. And Burger King entered the chat and started talking shit and advertising against McDonald's. And Burger King was not even in the top 10, I think they said. And by Burger King, like pushing the buttons on McDonald's, McDonald's started doing negative publicity towards Burger King. And McDonald's stayed number one and Burger King went to number two mm. just because McDonald's wasted their time and energy on Burger King and brought them right up there. And it was, I guess the other company was Crumble Cookies and then some other cookie place in Utah that just fired off. They did the same thing Burger King did, this other cookie place, and Crumble Cookies brought them up. So like went from one store to 300 <laughs> franchises. Because Damn. Crumble, Crumble Cookies got pissed off. Now, let me ask you a question. Is Crumble Cookies really that good? We got one like really close to the house. I've never been. It's been there for like a year. Now there's another location in Germantown. Right. So if you, if you're about to get consistent and you're about to crush your goal, and be a fucking monster. <laughs> no, no, I'm not asking go. for me. I'm asking for don't a friend. Go. No, 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 yeah, no, no. yeah. I don't okay. eat cookies. I don't, I've never eaten cookies like that, anyways. <laughs> so here's here's real talk. Uh, I just had crumble cookies for the first time, like last week, and I'm uh, I'm watching my macros close. Like I've got my macros, I got a hit, and I went and bought like a dozen crumble cookies and took them to my wife's office the last day she was there, and. She brought some home. Like they didn't eat them all. And when I looked at the board when I was ordering the cookies, I thought I saw like each cookie was like 200 calories. And I was like, ah, that's that's not bad. Well, the other day, like in the morning, I was like running behind. I ate my breakfast and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to eat one of these cookies on the way out the door. And I ate the cookie and then I looked it up to see what the macros were. The fucking thing has 800 calories. For one cookie, cookie? 800 calories. <laughs> and it has, it has 100 calories. 120, 120 carbs in that one cookie. Wow. And I was like, okay, so 200 calories must have been like a quarter of a cookie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, serving size so, is a bullshit also on labels yeah, and so stuff. So, yes, it's, it's delicious. It's delicious, but uh, you're not, not going like, to you're not going to you're not going to be crushing your goals if you're out there eating crumble cookies. <laughs> no, no. Are they massive? No, that's like, no, it's I like mean, a I've cookie. Seen it's like, I mean, it's like, is it like Maybe a quest cookie? You know, like those quest. Yeah, yeah, it's about that size. Damn, that's eight hundred calories. And the Fuck. fact that there was one hundred and twenty carbs in there or something like it must the entire thing must just be a sugar patty. Pretty <laughs> like much, I, yeah. I wow, I can't believe I can't believe there's enough mass, like actual mass in that cookie, to hold one hundred twelve grams of sugar. It's insane. Because uh, as far as the carbs go, as far as carbs go, like in a cookie, it's a hundred percent sugar. Like there's nothing else in there. Maybe a little bit of flour or whatever, but there's nothing else in there that can give you carbs. So yeah, lots and lots of sugar. Damn, I, I didn't still know managed that. to hit my goal for the day. 
still managed to hit my goal for the day, but uh, I was basically eating straight meat for the rest of the day to protein <laughs> because I pretty much filled everything else up. What, guys... are your, what are your current fit, fitness goals now? I am like just at the onset of a cut. I like to, I start a little bit later. Like I'm not shooting for the summer bod. Um, I enjoy the mountains and as a Montana and I hunt. So in September I'm out in the mountains all the time. So what I shoot for is like mid to late summer. I want to be like cut and light on my feet. Um, so right now I'm just in a slow cut and I just started a couple of weeks ago, but, um, I'm at like 2,700 calories a day. Um, shooting for like 9,000 steps and then lifting three, four times a week. Um, just trying to stay consistent with that. Like I'm, I'm not like some fucking all-star that's in the gym seven days a week either. Like I've got so much shit going on. I prioritize fitness, but it's not an everyday thing. Like three to four days a week of like hard gym. And then the, I mean, the real win, if you're trying to cut is being active on your feet. So just walk, take, take a lot of steps. Like, I don't know, like if you're delivering or, or whatever, but, um, if you just walk and like try to stay consistent with that 10,000 steps a day, 9,000 steps a day, watch what you eat. Like you'll, that's what melts the body fat off. Yeah. I, uh, I, I but, average about like right now, I think it's like 9,000 a day, okay. well, but not, not today because at work we walking from the car into the account, working back and forth in the account, like, you know, cause maybe the beers on this side, we have to walk it over here. And, um, yeah, it's about 9,000. And then, uh, on the days that I don't have lifting at the gym, I walk also. And I mean, currently, uh, and then the days that I do do lifting at the gym, I'll do my, my, my it's, it's broken down into upper body, lower body, off day, upper body, lower body, off day, off day. Um, okay. So even on my off days, I'll walk, but then like, if like, so today I only, yeah, no, I did 30 minutes today too. But after I did my weights, I'll just walk on the treadmill uh, like at a one incline or one and a half, something like that, and for like thirty minutes, just to get extra steps, extra calories burned, and stuff like that. Like I'm not going super fast. What, uh, what lifting program are you following? Uh, ben Corliss's. It's uh, it's the one I posted yeah. in the group. Uh, that app yesterday, that girl asked about okay. uh, workout plan. So you're, but you're actually you're actually following something though. You're not just like going in there and be like, all right, it's upper body day. Oh, no, 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 no. I've actually, I'm actually, yeah. Okay. Uh, that used to be my motto. That used to be my go-to though. I'll do a little bicep. Yeah. I'll do a little chest. Yeah. I'll do a little this. I'll do, you know, but no, you, he, um, dude, cra- crazy thing about that, like eyeball program is you never see any results Yeah. when you're like, ah, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just winging it. You never see anything from that. So like if you're consistent doing the same boring shit day in and day out, that's when you see the most consistent results. But yeah, also, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I signed up. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking when I signed up for this, but I signed up for this, uh, it's called marathon series or marathon walks or something like that. Like if they have one at, at a big park here in town at Shelby farms, it's 20 miles in eight hours. And the other day when I went for a walk, I saw how fast I could walk or, you know, like keep up a decent pace, you know, to see what, what I might be at. So I was able to do like 3.4, 3.4 miles in the hour, which is a little bit less than 20 minutes a mile, you know. 
And I was like, okay, well, I need, I need, I need to start training. I need to walk a little bit more, a little bit faster with purpose because I don't want to fucking do all that work and then not finish or whatever, you know? Like, I want to finish this fucking thing. But you're still going to finish. You're still going to finish. Even if you do it in eight hours and 20 minutes, you're yeah. still going to finish. Yeah. Right? No, I'm going. I'm go- you, wouldn't, you wouldn't just cut off at eight hours. No, no. You have to finish because you're, you know, you loop back around to where, like, the end of the thing is. So you'd have to go that direction anyways. Okay. No, no. I just yeah. want to, I want to finish. When's, when's that? Uh, May 20th. It's either 20, it's either Saturday the 20th okay. or whichever the Saturday is, it's that day of that weekend. Sweet, man. Yeah. All right. If you like, if you feel mentally weak, if you, anything comes up, you start feeling mentally weak, give me a shout. I will. During the walk. During the walk. Yeah. Give me a. I think oh, we yeah. got a gen. I got a gender reveal party that weekend, but if something comes up, you need you need somebody to get that little bitch voice out of your head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, I'll call him. I'll call this little guy right here. He'll be like, "Hey, Tony, Tony, what are you doing?" I posted. Let me play this for you. Tony, what are you no, doing? Man. What are you doing, Tony? What are you I, doing? I posted this the other day, and I love this message, man. But this guy was on point. Did you share with us, with me, Brad? A lot of you motherfuckers, like all you motherfuckers, you guys need an asshole in your life. An asshole who knows that you're better than where the fuck you're at. That's what we need, man. You need somebody yeah, that tells Wes, you. Wes Watson. I, uh, what's his name? I didn't know who he was. I just saw him on his motivational page. Wes, Wes Watson. Watson Fit. Wes Watson. Um, I actually just watched him speak uh, a month and a half, two months ago. He's fucking hardcore, dude. <laughs> I'm following him now. Yeah, when yeah. I saw that video, so I was he, like, this is built, fucking amazing. What he built you saying, his whole Andrew? brand from prison. Oh, really? Like, he, he built his entire brand from prison, yeah. Damn. Like, so I don't know how prison works. You know, I've never been in there, but <laughs> he posted Instagram every day from prison. Every day from prison, he was posting, posting, posting. Like, consistent, consistent. He was training guys in the pen. Um, and then when he got out, he was living with his mom and his grandma, and he was, like, coaching. And then he had some YouTube video go viral. And he just started making like millions of dollars. Like now, like he's still living with his mom and his grandma has all this money, doesn't know what to do. And now he's just like this, he's just this savage motherfucker. And he's a coach. Like he's got his own, he's got his own group. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he'd be a fit for me, like to hire him as a coach. Cause, but some of the stuff he says like that is like really on point, man. Uh, some of the stuff he says doesn't relate to me at all. Like I'm not, I'm not that hardcore guy that, you know, needs help fresh out of prison. Like, I think that's his, his demographic is people that have feel like they've been forgotten mm. and, but you know, but they are hardcore motherfuckers and that's, I mean, he's helping them win, but, uh, he's wild, man. Like when he was on stage, uh, really wild, like <laughs> uncomfortable, wild. It was, it was <laughs> Man. So what do you think about the but, state of yeah, men today? The state of men. Man, I just listened to one of your other podcasts and you asked one of your guests that. Um, I can't remember who it was, but the state of men. I I feel like the state of everything. Like I told you, like the dynamics changed so much in the last couple of years. But um, I think with the digital age we live in, I think really everything is on a decline because everybody's hidden behind a screen. Mm-hmm. So um, men, I you know... I think there's some evolution that's important, but there's some de-evolution. I don't know if that's a word that's happening. Um, we're overall, we're just not, I don't think 
overall as a society, men aren't as strong as we used to be. And I'm not just talking physically, but I'm talking like we don't own it. You know, we don't. And I'm not saying we should be on a pedestal above women. I, I believe fully in like equal rights. But I feel like as far as men goes, like from the big picture, we're not carrying our weight like we used to. Like you don't you don't walk around and just like see I, we're, we just don't look as strong, rugged, rough as, as we used to. Um, and I think it's the digital age. that's just slowly, slowly softening everybody up. Cause you can like start a fight on a phone and you can get everybody all wound up and pissed off, but nobody's going to punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. So, um, without, without that, like without that one-on-one interaction, I think we're slowly softening up as a society in general. I mean, a lot of people think they're fucking hardcore because, you know, they talk all this shit online, but I mean, in real life, like, do they fucking matter? I would agree with that. Yeah. I just think I'm, I mean, I'm traditional. Like I think a man should be the provider. Um, but I also believe that women and, and should also be the provider. Like it should be a team effort. Like if you're, if you're married, it should be a hundred percent team effort. And it doesn't mean that has to all be monetary. Mm. But like what you bring to the table should be the same. We should, we should both be like all in on marriage, on parenting, on like, I'm very fortunate. Like my wife's fucking wild too. Like she's all in like any crazy business idea I have. She's right there and she's ready to just like, she's ready to roll. (laughs) And uh, so I think it should be like that for everybody though. Like if you're a dreamer, like if you've got visions of what you want to do and like my vision is always evolving. It's crazy. Like my, I don't know, like I, I've got like a bouncy ball in my brain. It's just like, like all the time. But um, when we talk through it, she supports it always. Like she's always there to support it. And I just wish everybody had a partner like that um, in marriage. If you're married or a partner like that, like a best friend, whatever that supports you and then pushes you to actually do it. And then we'll do it with you. Um, I think that that's extremely important. And that's where like that equal rights thing is like on point. Like she has as much input as I do on everything we're doing and she'll call me out if I'm being fucking ridiculous. Um, but she'll also like uplift me if I'm like riding something. Like if I feel like I've really ride something that's taken off, she's like, you know, she's right behind me, just pushing, cheering, ready to rock. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people are trying to pull apart instead of pull together. Like, I, I don't know if you follow Bedros Koulian, but like, uh, he's always talking about like, if you show, show me your wife, I'll show you your future. And it's like a lot of people will pick people based off just appearance and not like their core values. And that's what it needs to be more about because it's hard to go out shit alone. I don't think anybody's supposed to be a lone wolf. And a lot of people think that's the only thing, the way to do it, but we need community. And so if you're the person that you're married to or dating is against your goals and your dreams, then you probably won't accomplish anything or you're going to have some resentment towards them. But I don't know. Are either of you two married? Mm-mm. Man, it's so hard to find somebody today. Like I've hung out with a couple of people and you start hanging out with them and it doesn't even hit like the six month mark before they start showing their true side. And it's just like, oh. So <laughs> I don't know. It's very, yeah. it's very risky out here. I think if you have somebody now, keep them. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be, uh, I wouldn't want to be in a dating pool right now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it does seem like a mess. And that's, I mean, once again, digital age, you know, I mean, a lot of people are meeting each other off the internet, off Tinder, off whatever. And, uh, 
I think just the traditional values are on the decline. I mean, divorce rates are through the roof right now. Yeah. The highest they've ever been. Well, they say like, like you're mentioning the, the digital ages, people see they have a lot of more options and they're like, there's somebody in there, like a backup on their phone constantly. Oh, I can do better. This person has this lifestyle that I think I want. You know, I've always had, it's so funny. Like I've had a couple of people reach back out to me. They're like, oh, I miss you. Yeah, bitch. I wasn't the fucking problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're the reason why we didn't work out. Uh, like, you got out there and you saw like you thought all these other shiny things were good. And then you get with a bunch of fuck boys or whatever. And they're just running through you. So it's like, you know, but yeah, right now I'm really focusing on me. Like it's me as just a person. I think that's one of the most important things. I saw this one lady said, if you can't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? And I think that goes for a lot of people. A lot of people don't love themselves enough and then they'll bring that into a relationship and then it goes to shit. So I think, you know, you always have to build the foundation before you can build something else. And I don't think a lot of people are willing to do that. They're just willing to have these uh, short term relationships and they'll just pollinate with a bunch of other people. And I don't, I don't think that's good a long term, but. I know. I think it's kind of a like, social experiment was going on right now. This whole fuckboy thing and this hot girl summer, whatever they want to call it. So we'll see in a couple of years how that works out for people. But I don't know, man. I, I I think that men and women should work together more than they are. Like I said, I think men need to stop being so weak. And I think women, there's nothing wrong, like you said, about equality. But I think that people really need to realize that we need we do better together than separated. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, um, we, I mean, we could start the pot and talk about like feminism here. <laughs> it's, uh, I think, you know, it's, I think it started out good. Issue. I don't see, yeah, I don't see an issue with the idea of it, um, at all. It's just, uh, it's become something so bizarre, like, and, and that's only on the extreme side of the spectrum. I mean, it's the same with politics. Like I'm uh, pretty politically neutral. I'm just pro freedom. Like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't think, I don't think if I have an opinion, it should affect what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't care. I don't care. Like if you're smoking weed, I don't care. Like who you're fucking, it doesn't matter to me. Like that's none of my business. That's, that's your choice. And that's how it should be. Um, feminism, you know, kind of the same thing. Like the extreme side of it is just so crazy. Like, but the moderate side of it, like I can really see it. Like, yeah, women deserve, a seat at the table. Always women deserve a voice. Always women deserve what we have always wearing a pussy hat to a parade or something. Like how's that getting the point across? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that takes it to where it goes from like a serious conversation to then, you know, and then we kind of, we hear the word feminism and roll our eyes at it. But um, I think the idea behind it, Definitely. Women deserve a seat at the table always. Like, and I will always agree with that. I will never think that my voice has more um, merit or more value than a woman's voice because mm-hmm. that's, that's not right. Yeah. They're not, I mean, I mean, they, they aren't uneducated. They're not like coming from a cave or a hole in the ground or something, you know, they're, I mean, they, women have as much life experience as, I do as both of you do. There's no reason that they can't be a part of everything and, and help we, the, the partnership thing is just, it's necessary. Yeah. I, think I mean, it, uh, I think it boils down to respect. 
And I remember I saw this clip of Pharrell and he was saying that he, he how much he admires women because we all come from women. And if a woman does not choose to hook up with a man or carry a baby or whatever, we cease to exist. So there has to be some type of emphasis on how important women are. But like I said, when you get into the thing where they don't do the same for men and say, like, men are not important. It's like, how can you pick one side up and then put the other side down? That's where I think the disconnect is at. Yeah. But... We passed the two hour mark, Andrew. I know you got shit to do. Did you want <laughs> to ask me a question? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I have two questions. One, uh, this is three questions. One, um, are you happy, currently happy? And what is your definition of happiness? Uh, then the second, the third question is uh, if you could go back into any point in your life, what point of what, where would you go back to? Okay. Let's start with the happiness. I am happy. Um, I'm very happy. I'm tired. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I, I just consider myself a self-proclaimed motherfucking hustler. Um, like I'll do whatever it takes to chase my goals, right? Like to smash my goals and, and get to where I want to be now where I want to be is always evolving, always changing, but I'm tired. Um, we've got a lot on our plate and, really not a lot of time in between doing all this stuff lately. Like it's been go, go, go. But I know that it's all temporary. My word for the year is sacrifice. So this is a temporary like extreme hustle phase. And, and it's taken like hustle from like hustle to like we're, we're running pretty hard in everything we're doing. Um, but it's exciting because we're seeing rapid growth in everything we're doing um and seeing it pay off like the amount of effort we're putting in is paying off right in front of our eyes so it's really cool um i won't say i'm burned out because i think burned out means you're not happy and you're ready to give up Mm. but i am tired so i'm happy um i have a wonderful family i've got wonderful support and i'm meeting wonderful people on a daily basis so by definition of happiness i think as long as you are well fed and surrounded by good people like that. That's a, that's a happy situation. Um, now I don't know. Business is a lot like weightlifting. Um, I don't know if you've experienced it yet, but they, it's called body dysmorphia. You start to see results. And, and then what you're basically doing is when you're at the gym, you're bigger than you are when you're not at the gym, you know, you get, you get a pump, your arms are bigger. You're, vascular like you're like god i'm a fucking freak right now and you start chasing that and they call that body dysmorphia you always want to be bigger you want to be veiny or whatever it is and business is no different so you got to just take a minute to celebrate like yesterday when we did that launch like from the outside looking in and very successful we crushed it we sold out everything was great um so I got to take a minute to pause and be like, fuck yeah, that was great. Like, I'm very happy with that on the business side. Um, but then always be looking to the next thing without being disappointed. So as an individual, I'm happy. Um, as a business owner, I'm happy. And I think that kind of sums that up. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that happiness has to come within and not from external stimulus. I agree. Now, if I'm to go back in time, do I take 
knowledge with me? Oh no! Or it's do so, I just go back in time? You just go back into revisit time. No, so you can. So my question is: If you could go back and revisit any period in your life, when would it be? I think um, we're always one breath away from from the pearly gates, right? And you never know when you're going to take that breath. Um, mm. I would go back to a time when my grandmother was still alive, and probably just spend a day with her, having a better conversation. I, I have. One regret in my entire life. I don't have any regrets. Like I live regret free, but the one regret I have was I was traveling and my grandma went in the hospital and I got a call. She's in the hospital, but they're going to release her tomorrow. Everything was good. Well, she never got released from the hospital. And by the time I got home, she was no longer speaking. So I would go back and I would spend a day, one day, full day, just being present with my grandmother. Oh yeah, man. So, yeah, no regrets, man. Make sure uh, if there's somebody out there you care about, just let them know. Always. Yeah, we never know when that last conversation is. No, you're right. I saw something kind of that sim- similar, uh, similar thought. It's like you never know when your last meal that you're about to have is your last meal. It's like, oh shit, or like you said, your last conversation you have with somebody. <clears throat> like, I there's a guy that passed away recently, and the last time I saw him, he looked terrible. And that's the memory I have of that guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't want that to be the last memory you have is something that's not the best light of you. Yeah. I mean, how, how old are you two? You guys are in your early forties. I'm 43, 43. I'll be 44 in a couple of months. Okay. But. So like I turned 37 next month, but like once I entered like mid thirties, people that I grew up with like here and there like start they're dying. And, uh, it makes you realize like, Hey, like we're living, I can't remember what they said. The, the, uh, expected life expectancy was years and years ago, but it was like 30. Right. But as we get in, as I got in my thirties, I'm starting to see like random people dying and it really makes you think like, it's just like that. Like we're of an age where people we know are dying. It's not just like old people. I'm at an age now where when I was a child and I saw my dad at 37, I was like, well, you know, he's kind of fucking old. <laughs> so, I mean, we're getting there and it's going to be all too common. So it's, it's important to take care of ourselves and, uh, and just live the best you can because you just never know. Like even you're, you've got better odds if you take care of yourself, take care of your body and uh, treat yourself right. But um, that's still not a guarantee that, that you got a longer ticket here. No, it's not. And that should scare us enough to want to do something with our life. But I think a lot of us get complacent and comfortable and just think we're going to live forever until it happens. And then somebody dies that we know, and then it scares a little bit. And then we go back to our normal bullshit again. Mm-hmm. We just but, have it. Yeah. But like I said, this, this time in my life is something that I'm like, I always say, I, there's no point in wanting cool shit if I'm not, healthy enough to enjoy it. So it's like focus on the controllable, which is me. I can't control outside influences what happens to me, but I definitely, or, you know, there's underlying things that possibly might happen. But if I'm stuffing my face with shit or not getting up and not moving, that's something that's on me. And if I can fix that, then I can at least stop some of the bullshit that might happen. So, 
But yeah, yeah I appreciate uh, you doing this. And then we'll be back in October 29th to see the, the new transformation. Me. That's right. And you wearing the hoodie. That's right. The tenacious hoodie. Jack rah rah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I didn't have a hoodie on right now, you could see my little bump over here. But, you know, I'll let yeah. you feel We'll it. have this conversation in <laughs> six months. <laughs> I look forward to you sticking right. with it. I thank you for trust, believing in me. I don't know if I'm believing you, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to you doing this. Maybe Andrew could be your coach. I'm, I'm counting on it. Yeah, Andrew, would you ever take him on as a a coach? Like you be his coach? What kind of what kind of coaching capacity? Like a life coach. Isn't that what you're more yeah, looking I mean, forward I, to doing? He's yeah, like, I ain't got that much so time. I'm a, <laughs> no, I mean, what I'm saying, I'm not a certified personal trainer uh, by any means, but like, I think from a mind spec, uh, mindset perspective. All right, we're going to extend this just a little bit here. <laughs> I presently, um, so I, I've been out of this oil game for three years, essentially. And when I just started showing up again out there, I'm around some of the same people. And they're like, well, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm like, uh, you know, I'm just out here to make some side cash, like some hustle money. And um, they'll ask me like, well, what have you been doing for the last three years? You know, I haven't seen you in three years. What have you been doing? And I'll tell them. And you can see, like, there's a little spark there. Like, oh, you mean there's there's something beyond this? Like, there's something beyond being stuck out here on the road, you know, for the rest of my life? And, and I think that's where I want to help people is just by sharing that experience. Like, through hard work, yeah, everything's possible. So I think that's where I want to, where I really want to go with it. I, I would love to help people, like, break out of the mold at nine to five. Cause I think nine to five, uh, it sucks, man. Now there's some people and I'm not talking shit about it. There's some people that are great employees and they will be great employees for the rest of their career until they retire at 65 years old and then enjoy their 401k for five to 10 years before they can't have fun anymore. But there's just so much more out there for anybody that can be a little bit open-minded. Now it fucking sucks. It sucks to start. Like the beginning, like it sucks, but like once you get moving, man, there's just so much opportunity out there. And I guess the, the, you can monetize anything like that is there's, I'm not exaggerating that at all. Like all you have to do is find somebody that's struggling with something and help them with it. And that can be a product that can be a service that can be a fucking ebook, anything like you just find something that helps somebody with what they're struggling with. And it doesn't have to be something huge that they're struggling with. Like you see all these commercials where it's somebody in like black and white struggling with something with a zip tie or something. And then there's this new revolutionary, something fucking stupid yeah. can help somebody out and make you a millionaire. So I, that's the kind of coaching I like to get into. But, um, you know, accountability is a big part of all that. So like I would, I would, I am here for you already for accountability and I've, you know, I've reached out to you in the past uh, on different occasions. With, yeah, for with, sure you have. You know, yeah. some, some positivity. And I've seen you crush it. And I always try to recognize that. Like when I see somebody crushing it, I want to recognize that. So that way they know like, hey, somebody sees me crushing it. Like I must be doing something, right? So um, I do want you to check in with me though. Like as you're smashing these goals, not just the group, but like check in. Like for this marathon coming up next month, like whether you feel like you're ready for it or not, like hit me up, let me know. Um, for sure. And during it, let me know how you feel. 
And then I think you guys should do like a short podcast, just the two of you and talk about it. Like how you felt like all the, when you do something uncomfortable like that, your brain goes through so many different cycles in such a short time. Now, eight hours is a long time, but like if you come here next winter for the retreat I do and you're wearing a pair of gym shorts and boots and we hike to the top of Mount Helena and it's, you know, five degrees, like the crazy shit that goes through your brain in an hour and a half, there's like so much that you can like process and then talk about. And it's really incredible. Like what you're capable of and what your brain's capable of to like help you get through this stuff. And when you talk about it, like it's crazy. The shit that'll come out of your mouth when you talk about how you felt is something else. I'd love to hear like some details about the marathon walk and like all the stages from, you know, nervous to like ambitious to, I hate my fucking life to there's the second wind to the pride you feel at the end when you're crying at the finish line because you did it. And I have no doubt you probably will be at that point when you finish, you'll probably have like tears of joy because you just fucking did it. Yeah. I plan on having my phone with me so I can um, write down thoughts like you were just saying. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to do that as I'm on it too. Are you doing it by yourself or are you doing it with somebody? Uh, I've decided to do it by myself. Mm. How'd you come about it? I just saw a Facebook, uh, you know, how Facebook that people, you lose Facebook and your ads would be everywhere. I just saw it on there. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure I'll see people and I'll probably might, we might, and I'm, people I don't know, you know, and it might just link up and we'll all walk together or something, you know, like I'll find, a, I'll find someone that's walking pretty fast, get with them so I can get more miles done quicker, you know, and then as I need to drop back and then go back, drop back. So the allotted time is 26 miles in eight Eight hours? Uh, <clears throat> I think it's 25 in eight hours oh. or something like that. But uh, 20, 23.2 is a marathon. Yeah. But I like 23.2. If you do. So like when I used to run, when I was a runner, well, you know, I used to do 5Ks around town. But like I would just find like <laughs> I would just find a girl with a nice ass and just stay behind her because her pace is really good. I would just. You could have left that part hey, out. Man. But... <laughs> whatever, whatever. Here we are. You, bro. Whatever. Oh, God. I need you to edit that out, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I appreciate you coming back on, uh, man. I know you're super busy with all your jobs and stuff, man. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a great episode on October 26th or 29th. 29th. For sure. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on here. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, it's always, man. Always a pleasure. Yeah, like I said, this is the beauty of the internet, man. Something like this, you know, you can meet people yeah. that fill your life instead of take from your life. And so, like what you mentioned earlier, all like those people that are always taking, you can replace those people like people like with Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, yeah, what do you, what do you think about uh, what is it called? Chat GPT. Yeah, that little AI the oh. AI stuff. All right, all right. Um, so. In full transparency, I speak to chat GBT about every couple weeks. Um, I think it's crazy. I think it's insane is what I do. I think right now it's exciting. Um, down the road, it's terrifying. Uh, but right now, I can have a conversation on my computer with chat GBT. And I can get chat GBT basically to where I don't know what gender it is. It till it's It's mirroring me. Like it's speaking like me. It's picking up on like how I talk. I mean, it's all through text, but 
it starts uh, realizing like how I speak. And then I can be like, Hey, let's, uh, you know, let's talk about different slogans for the gym and it'll take from all the shit that I've said and start pumping shit out. Or I can say, Hey, the other day I just tried it, um, just to see. And I don't want anybody to think that I'm like, well, what are they think whatever they want? I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that like all my writing or my content's coming from AI because like there's a whole process before you get AI to start talking back to you the way you want it to. But, um, I just wanted to see like, and I haven't published anything from it, but like, what can this do after it gets to know me and speak like me if I want a 500 word blog? And so I'm talking to chat GBT, you know, and it's picking up mirroring me. And I said, all right, Hey, I want 500, a 500 word blog on why, um, discipline is better than motivation. And in 30 seconds, I had a 500 word blog speaking just like me on why discipline is better than motivation. And I was like, Holy fuck. And I said, that's good, but I want it to be a little bit more unfiltered and less, um, proper. And then here come all the words that I would use, like in the second version, like V2. So V1 was pretty kind of proper. And then V2, boom, just like in the words of me. And I was like, holy shit, dude. And uh, like bullet points and like this and that and another couple bullet points. And then I did another one that was like, all right, well, give me 10 reasons that discipline is greater than motivation. And it bullet pointed them out. Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, holy shit. And this is, this is crazy. So I think chat GBT will make a lot of millionaires from copywriting, simply from copywriting. Um, and I haven't tried it, but apparently chat GBT can give you like business, like business ideas, business plans. If you take it that route. So I think that AI will make a lot of people a lot of money, but I do worry that at some point, you know, I don't think that there's any way to control this thing down the road. Like there will be a point where it's like, Hey, I'm conscious now and it can like do whatever the fuck it wants. That's exactly what I see. Now I've, I've dove down like some TikTok rabbit holes and it's not just about chat GBT, but it all starts to like tie into each other. And it makes you like start questioning existence altogether. Like, well, if a robot can like get consciousness, like where did our, you know, then you start thinking about your consciousness and like, is all this shit tied together? Are we just creating like another humanity in the, in the computer right now? Like basically somebody became a God and created consciousness on the next level. Like fuck it. (laughs) It's insane, man. So, um, I think chat GBT right now is cool. I think in the future it could take over basically jumping bridging the gap into taking consciousness and doing whatever it wants with whatever it wants without command. Um, I hope that it never does, but if it's got consciousness, what's really truly going to stop it from bouncing around. And I mean, have you seen uh what was that? The lawnmower man, you know, back in the day. Oh like, yeah. That was, that was like the same shit way back in the day. Like the computers have consciousness, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to live life like as good, as good as I can right now because I have no idea what the hell's coming from that. I'm a big fan of it. I, I, I use it for the podcast all the time now. I have it right the descriptions, the the tweet, and the mm-hmm. the titles now. 
Like I, like you said, I tell it what I want to, like I write something out and it's taken my words, obviously, but it's just structuring them in a different format. And then I'll be like, no, that's not good enough. And then it'll come back with a revision. And I'll just keep telling that Damn. until I finally get it to where I like it to be. But yeah, I'm a fan of it, man. Yeah. Like, I think if you're using it for good, and I think that's the problem. It's like the human element comes into the play where humans want to do something nefarious with it, possibly. Like, what is something bad that would think could come from it? Like, if they say, hey, shut down all the power or something or, you know, start like an AI, like make somebody sound like Joe Biden saying something and start like a nuclear war or Putin say something starts like a nuclear war. Oh, okay. That's where I think you can have a problem with it. Like I keep seeing all these TikToks, like captions, like my family member called me, said they got in a car accident and use like their voice and like use, I guess, like a number to call from. Or then, like, there's people that have, like, say, a song. That's, there's a song that says it's by Jay-Z, but it's not really by Jay-Z. So it's, like, that kind of thing is kind of muddied. And then, you know, if like you, even, like, the filters on, like, these applications are insane. Like, people are moving around now, and the filter's not moving with them. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not, like, freezing. Coming off their face. Yeah. So there's um legitimacy is going to be the where people can tell if it's real or not is going to be the real determining factor with this whole ai have you seen the the deep fake stuff yeah that's it's wild dude so that's that's probably the scariest of all right now just because that is a human that is creating what they want you to see and with right now with like nobody trusting anybody with anything like shit you never know what's legitimate have you seen the I, one where the guy he looks like Tom Cruise, but it's not Tom Cruise? He's on he's big he on TikTok, but his whole is face he impersonator. Yeah, but it's like the AI is his Tom Cruise's face, so he uses oh, like no. some like CGI to do Tom Cruise's like a deep fake of Tom Cruise. Oh wow, yeah. But the, like the whole fake news thing, I I thought about this too. It's like if people are worried about it now, what did people do before there was a record of everything? You know, like, so like it, with history, like somebody that won or whatever, they can write it however it possibly was. So they can sound like the, the biggest supreme being like Genghis Khan sounds like a god, but he may have been a, like a real bitch like back in the day. You don't fucking know, but they won. So that's what we're going to go with. But now it's kind of like you're kind of wondering what is real and what isn't real, especially even before this AI and this deep fix came out. So it's like once it gets even worse, yeah. it's like it's going to be even muddier and muddier. But I think that's just human nature. People have always been kind of like that. We're just having a record of it now. But we'll have to keep see this uh, again. What were you about did to say? you see the Joe Rogan was sharing that uh, like mainstream media video on it was on TikTok or Instagram reels the other day. Joe Rogan was sharing. It's basically one, it starts with one news station and then another news station talking about like, we're here to deliver like the fairest yada, yada, best news. And then the script is the same and it just keeps adding news stations. And they're talking over each other until it's like a hundred news stations that are like regurgitating the exact same script. Wow. Just proving, you know, proving that they are all owned mm-hmm. by the same entity, whatever that entity is. And uh, there's no such thing as fair and balanced or, you know, this or that. Like what you see is what you're supposed to see. So I quit. I quit watching the news a while ago because it would just get me so fucking mad. And that's the whole idea. Like it's to get you mad, make you hate somebody. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't have the energy or the time for that. Like I'm here to like crush goals, do my thing, you know, and try to not be mad. And the news is like, everybody that watches the news is like super polarized. Like they hate something. So if, I think if you stay away from the mainstream media, the more you can stay away from that, the better off you are. Fear is currency. And that's how they make their money. Cause like there's, yeah. there's a bunch of good that shit happens everywhere, but you never hear they're that. constantly reporting about the bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what keep people, you know, on the edge of their seats. Like, Oh, like, it's like, I saw something the other day. It's like a movie or a TV show. Everything has a, a conflict. A no movie is just always sunshine and rainbows. There's always a, like a negative thing that happens. And somebody's trying to figure out something to figure out the problem. And like even like reality shows are like that too. Like the card that's why the Kardashians oh, yeah. are so big is because they just toxic, toxic shit, man. But man, keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, right, yeah, guys. we're gonna be keeping well, up with Raul now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ship your. Uh, we'll be shipping your hoodie on Monday. Nice. So I look forward to seeing the intro post with the hoodie for sure. Busted can of biscuits and all. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody else that's uh, listening to the podcast wants to join the Facebook community, you can just find us at uh, what the Do the Lifts community. Is that it? Uh, right? That's it. I think that's what it's Do called. the Lifts official. Do the Lifts official community. Just look us up on Facebook, and uh, you will be surrounded by people that have big goals, big aspirations that are going to drive you to be better. Yeah, I always get to like an alert that like somebody is like posting their picture of the day or whatever it's very uh it's a good way to start the morning mm-hmm. i love these rules rule one don't be an asshole rule two don't be a creep <laughs> rule fuck you don't even say it <laughs> <laughs> rule three no promos or spam and then rule four which i agree with all four of these rules, but rule four is the best no politics like believe what you want to believe but don't bring it to this group that's it. There's Pretty no simple. place for that. There's no place for division. Like, I mean, we've talked about it in the past, but like the one nation under the bar project we did just basically saying we're all equal. We're all equal. We all have a common goal of getting better, getting stronger. There's no, no place for politics or division in the fitness space. I like it. I look forward to seeing your posts on there this week. I should be, I should, if you're shipping on Wednesday, I'll probably get it by, by like Wednesday then. I mean, Monday, I should be getting it by Wednesday then. Yeah. It's quick. Yeah, it'll ship uh, priority. It'll ship priority too. So it'll be there fast. And when did you say you possibly, th- oh, I'm sorry. What are you about to say? Oh, I'd like to see some of your gym, your gym check-ins too. I can do that for you. I definitely can do that. There we go. There we go. Uh, when is uh, the possibly one in winter time, your retreat? I haven't set a firm date on that. Probably, February, January, February. Okay. Maybe we can come out there for that one then. Ooh, I'll ask Brad if he wants to go too. Something to look forward to. I've never been to Montana before. I want to hit all 50 states, so that'd be a reason to go yeah. there. That'll have to be your first trip, and then the next one you'll have to come out during the summer when it's beautiful and green and and not freezing. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Well, enjoy your uh, your Saturday, man. I appreciate you thanks, doing man. this once again. Yeah. And like I said, I look for forward to it. In a couple of months, we'll catch up hell yeah all right andrew all right sounds good guys i'll talk to you later on all All right right, bye. bye